This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. From the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to the Break the Bell Podcast. Yes, hello, beautiful bell breakers. All is right with the world. Bill, did you notice anything different when you came in? Uh, there's a, a light on me. <laughs> there's always a light on you. Well, I, it seems like it... I no, that light's always there. Oh, okay. It's right. always looking at you. Um, let's see. There's, there's a dummy on the keyboard. Uh, the monitor is working. Your oh, monitor yes, is working. yes. Wow. I don't know why. But it just it, started working? It just started... I just decided tonight I'm going to plug it in and give it a shot. And it worked. <laughs> I was like... That's beautiful. Okay. Uh, yeah, I feel like all my senses are working. So you guys can't see what we see, but we have a lot, <laughs> a lot of moving parts. I get two monitors to me, and Bill gets one, one lonely monitor yes. for himself. Kind of. We kind of at it. a weird angle, yeah. yeah. And uh, it just stopped working, and so yeah. Bill's been kind of in the dark lately. Yeah. And you're like, Bill, what do you think of this this article? And I'm like, Can you see that from all the way over there? <laughs> yeah, and you're right. like, No. Uh, so, but yeah, just tonight I was like, you know, I've got some stuff to show. I want you to be able to see it. So that. I'm going to plug this in and see if it works. And lo and behold, it, it just worked. magically started working. So Nice. How is everybody else doing out there? Um, are you having as good of a night as I am with my luck in my monitors? TK says, hi. And says, the bell of liberty she rings true, forged in imperfection, beautifully crafted to reveal her individuality. I like it. Yes, me too. Thank you. It's good to have you, TK. Uh, I think this is the first time I've seen you on here, at least in the chat. So uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Hopefully you stick around because we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Yes. Uh, Biden went to Europe. Yes. That's yes. that's what the theme is tonight. Biden goes to Europe. Uh, oops, I just got rid of us. <laughs> um, and now this this has kind of been a weird one because it kind yeah. of popped up out of nowhere. Well, there was speculation right. early on in the month that he might go to Europe. He yeah. might not go to Europe. He could. Right. He may. Uh, well, they they thought he should go to Ukraine, but there was no way that would possibly work. Too dangerous. Obviously, that's right, too dangerous, right, right. and the logistics would just be a nightmare. Yeah. Um, well, it turns out he did both. It he wasn't, went to Europe, yes. and he went to Ukraine, and it was just like, surprise, I'm yeah. in Ukraine. Now, this one is weird to me because, like I said, it popped up kind of out of nowhere. This kind of trip to Poland, no less, yeah. was where he decided to make his his final destination. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Why, why Poland? Yes. Of all places, why Poland? And Poland, the name— the, Country Poland has popped up a couple times, yeah, like quite a few times more than it should, yeah. During this whole uh, right. Ukraine conflict, because last time you heard about Poland was maybe in the eighties with uh, the the fighting the uh, the the communist, you know, 
and and that was know. it. I was I was a baby. Yeah, I was a wee lad, so I don't remember. Yes, but then uh, Poland and uh, Nazi Germany, and yeah. I mean, right, right, Usually, yes. you think of Poland, you like think of like uh, Hitler's yes. kind of invasion yeah. of Poland, and that's about it. So, but. Poland keeps coming up, keeps popping up. Like, Poland sending weapons, we're replenishing their weapons. That's popped up quite a few times in yeah. the last year. Right. Which, if you don't know, happy birthday, happy anniversary, whatever. We're, we have reached the one-year anniversary of the Russia-Ukraine con- wow. conflict. The current Russia-Ukraine wow. Wait, conflict. What do you give for a one-year conflict? Uh, I'm not sure. Like <laughs> F-16s? What, I, obviously. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're going to be sending to Ukraine soon. That's what so. every country wants. Yes. So it's like, if you don't worry. If you make it to the year mark, we'll send you F-16s. Right. Yes. That, that's what we're going for here. So I don't want to get too deep into this, but he did end up surprising the world with his visit to Ukraine, and now he is currently in Poland. And so I want to address, yeah. it, it made me get to thinking, what the fuck's going on with Poland, and why is Poland his his location of choice here? Yeah. And so I did some digging, and um, I asked myself, what does Poland have to gain in this whole conflict? And mm-hmm. it turns out Poland has quite a bit to gain from this whole right. conflict. Um, so, so I'm going to talk about all that stuff, yes. uh, from Ukraine to Poland, and we'll we'll get into all that. Yeah. It's 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 more of a story than you probably even thought there'd yeah. be. Because I was like, hey, we're going to talk about this, and you're like, really? Yeah. Um, are well, you sure? Remember a couple weeks ago, we, I read that that conspiracy theory about Poland, and we were both like, huh, well, that's kind of weird. You yeah. Know? And then I just kind of filed kinda, it under. I just forgot about yeah. it. To be honest, oh, with did you? <laughs> I just completely forgot. So I just filed it on. Okay, well, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it, but it's not something I'm really taking seriously. Well, here it is. We're, yes, we're taking it serious today. Well, we're we're taking it as serious as Break the Bell takes anything, and which um, is pretty which serious. Which is not very serious <laughs> at all. Like, like we joke about nuclear That's Armageddon. True, yes. so, that, that was a funny episode. Um, yeah, it was. If you haven't heard that one, our nuclear Armageddon episode was one of my favorites because yes. you've probably never heard somebody... Uh, gaff at such a serious issue so much as we do. And that's what we do here on this show. Before we get into the show, uh, we obviously got to say, check us out all over the social medias. If if you found us, you stumbled across us, we are on social media. We are old, but we still do kind of get around the social medias. And we are on Facebook, which makes us old. So yeah, that's true. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are our primary handles of choice. You can find us at Break the Bell Pod on all of those. Uh, like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff the kids are telling you to do these days so uh, we can become famous. That's what we've been saying the yes. last couple of weeks is we're yep. doing this to be famous. That's so right. We're at a seven. Let's yep. make us an eight. Help us out <laughs> by uh, making us famous, yep. by sharing this far and wide. As far as your reach is, um, make sure everybody in your, your spheres and your circles know about us. Help us help us help you. Yes. Um, you can uh, find links to all our social media and everything we do at our website, which is breakthebellpod.com. You can also find links to um, our, our web store, which you can buy awesome merch, awesome, awesome T-shirts uh, with our logos on cups, on shirts. Uh, we've got the I Won't Eat Your Bugs shirt. We've got the We Are Not Your Pawns shirt. Uh, check that out. Help. Support us a little more if you want to financially support us. You can get kick-ass merch like that uh, by going to BreakTheBellPod.com and and buying it. So otherwise, support us by listening like you're doing now. Yes, um, That's the, the first thing we want you to do, and we want as many people listening as possible. So uh, we thank you for that. We thank you for showing up. Uh, this is going to be a fun episode, I think, I because think so, they yeah. always are. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about Biden's Euro trip, I guess. Yeah, anything with Biden's hilarious. 
Uh, can you imagine Biden in like a Euro trip type style movie? Yes. yes. Is he the I, one that takes his top off at the? No, he's he, the one. He's the one that that makes out with his sister. Yes, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. He's the one that like jumps in front yes. of the naked men trying to like I I fuck his sister. Yeah, and, yeah. That that would definitely be Joe Biden. No, he would just be making out with his sister. Or yes, da- probably his yeah. daughter actually. Oh, so yeah, uh, that just got really weird. So let's get right into this intro video, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about Biden's Euro trip. We'll be right back. What did you say? You talking to me? What what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right, we're back. We are here, and Joe Biden is in Europe. Yes. At least that's what they're telling us. That's true. Is there a possibility that he's not actually in Europe? Oh, fuck yes. Is there a possibility, maybe, yes. I, I don't know, body double or like yeah. holographic or just some right. like yeah. really shitty video editing to make yes. him appear to be there? That. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is Zelensky even in Ukraine? Is Ukraine even in a war right, right? now? Like, yeah. like they, they, they could be meeting in the Bahamas right now for all well, we know. Well, there's so many things that they tell us are going on yeah. like that we know aren't going on. So this whole conflict could yeah. actually not be going on. And like we don't have access to Russian state media right. that's saying, guys, we're we're not attacking. Yeah, right. What are you talking yeah. about? We're just here. We're we are like suffering, and we're, we're not attacking. And like the media is portraying this. Well, well, we saw. Remember that? I think we talked about this last week. That video out of Ukraine of like the Oliver t- yes. Twist dressed up yeah. uh, people from Ukraine running and, from tanks. Yeah, just like yeah. fake bodies flying yeah. through the air. Right. Yeah. If they can fake that, can they put fake the whole fucking war? Yes. I, yeah, I feel absolutely. like they could. So there there's a there's at least a fifty percent chance yeah. that there's not even a war going yeah. on in and, Ukraine and they, right now. Well, what was the movie? Was it Wag the Dog? Where they I think so where they like faked a whole war. And I mean what it was something you. similar. No, it wouldn't I mean, with you, technology today. I mean, war is a racket, as we've said. Yeah. Uh, you can just funnel all kinds of money through war and, like, so much freaking, like, uh, money laundering that can and is done through war. Yes. I mean, imagine how much money laundering you could do through a not war. Right. It's just like, oh, all this military funding going to yeah. Ukraine. We're sending another $100 billion over to Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, but there's no war there. Right. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like we can actually maximize our profits by... Yeah, spending money on a war that doesn't Does exist. exist. I mean, it's, it's perfect. Genius. It's a perfect plan. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not even mad. That's that's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, like like I said in the the pre-show, Biden was had or the Biden administration has kind of had this on again, off again thing going with this European trip. It's like, well, he might be going to Europe. We're not sure where. We haven't decided right. on a place yet. 
And then people are like, well, you, if you're going to Europe, you should stop in Ukraine. Yeah. And his, his inner circle's like, no, that that would not yeah. be that would be logistically possible. Let's do this. There's yeah. <laughs> it turns out. Yes. And we'll get into this. It turns out they've been planning the secret part of his trip yeah. to Ukraine for months now. Right. For months. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's like, as they're saying, yeah, it's probably, it's not possible. They're just like, it's, hap- it's fucking happening. Yeah. But yeah. obviously, I mean, I don't put it against him for keeping that part no, of the secret. No, no, no. Right, right. Like, you don't want to tell the entire world yeah. that you're going to, yeah, like, like, this hot yeah. zone. Yeah. Well, obviously, that was, like, historic, though, too. Oh, was it? Yeah, we'll get into all that. Okay. But let's talk about his trip for, like, the... The pre-trip, the okay. pre pre-trip preparation, the, the easy leg. Yeah, well, no, he took the hard leg first. But we're in the oh. the prepping phase, the oh, pre gotcha. pre-planning phase for okay. the trip. Uh, because I got this article from the, as recent as a couple weeks ago. I think this was like January twenty sixth, so okay. maybe three weeks ago. It says Biden is considering a trip to Europe in show of support for the Ukraine war after one year of war. Um, so. Again, this is just speculating. So that's at this what point. you get at one year anniversary is you get a president. Yes, you, okay. you get a U.S. president, okay. sitting U.S. president, and F-16s. Right. Um, so, th- again, January 16th or January 26th, they're saying, oh, he may or may not. But from what they say, he's been – this has been a thing for months now. So hmm. even this speculation of going to Europe, right. this is all fabricated. This is all bullshit. Like he's obviously going to make a trip. They right. just – haven't come out and said it yet. They don't want to be like, we're planning a trip to Europe on this day, and we're definitely going to visit Ukraine. Yeah, right. Because that that gives a lot of time for some enemies. Yeah. Not even just Russia. There's probably a lot of fucking people that yeah. would love to know exactly when and where right. uh, the U.S. president's going to be at any given time. Right. Um, not saying that they'd assassinate him, but there's a good chance they'd yeah. probably assassinate him. He, he doesn't him. have a lot of friends right now. No. No, not really. So this is from uh, NBC News. It says... Biden considering his trip to Europe and show of support for Ukraine after one year of war. President Joe Biden is considering a trip to Europe next month to coincide with the anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, said three administration officials and a person familiar with the discussions. Now, you got to remember, he likes to do things on like he likes to push things out to like the holiday of the anniversary of because remember he was going to push out. The withdrawal of yes. troops till September 11th. Yes. Now we're going to keep them in there until September. And they're just like, yeah. can we just fucking come home? Right. Yeah. It's like, no, we're, we're going to do this. Yeah. Uh, just think how great it'll be if yeah, it's on this day. It's going to be uh, like yeah. so like symbolic. And they're like, it would be even better if yeah. you just let us come home. <laughs> um, so he <clears throat> decides to wait and do this Europe trip, like literally. On President's Day. On, well, on President's Day. But it's also like tomorrow it Is marks the, the one year okay. of Putin attacking Ukraine it says multiple locations are under consideration. No, no, multiple yeah. are not under consideration. Right. Uh, they already had this all worked out and planned out exactly how this was going to be. The White House is exploring ways Biden might mark the milestone, mark the milestone in the Ukraine war. The sources said the goal, they said, is for him to use the moment to draw attention to Ukraine's resilience against Russia's brutal military campaign and reaffirm U.S. solidarity with Ukrainian people as the conflict enters a new phase. Now, all right, so 
marking a milestone in the Ukraine war, a war that we're not supposed to be part of, right. a war that we, we supposedly have nothing to do with. Yes. Why do why does the U.S. president have to mark a milestone in somebody else's fucking war? Because we're like, first of for all, democracy. Well, we're not, though. Supposedly, oh, yes, we are supporting not... the fight for democracy. Oh, okay, but, but <laughs> what does that what kind of symbolism that does that give having a guy that's just this whole time has been like, no, Russia, we're not part of this war. We're not we're not in this. Well, you you got to figure. OK, now we've given money. We've given tanks. We've given weather uh, or weather, geez, weapons. And uh, and now we have a president on the ground making sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Obviously, yeah. I mean, that's more than Vietnam got. <laughs> that I mean, that's fair. But also, Vietnam, we were actively in yes. that war. Yes, that's the that's the difference. We For should, now, we shouldn't have. But been. we learned why I use our own troops when we can use somebody else's. <laughs> I mean, that, that's fair. Uh, it says. Uh, Biden, Biden administration officials have also discussed announcing another major military aid package for Ukraine to coincide with the anniversary. Birthday presents all around. Wow. You get military wow. aid. You get military yeah. aid. We all get military aid, like Oprah. No final decisions about on the president's no final decisions about on the president's travel have been made. Yeah, right. The administration officials and the person familiar with discussions have said. Asked about potential presidential trip to Europe next month around the Ukraine war anniversary, a spokesperson for the National Security Council said in a statement, we don't currently have any travel plans for the anniversary. Liar! Whoa. <laughs> you, you just blew <laughs> my I microphone. Did. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no current travel plans. That yes. we're going to tell you. That we'll tell you about. An administration official said, planning for the anniversary is underway, and of course we are exploring a variety of options that the U.S. can do to support Ukraine, but nothing is set or decided upon yet. Uh, then it gets into the the history of the war, which sure. we've covered plenty. We covered, We, yes. we don't we have to We did our own about. anniversary show. Yeah, pr- Basically, basically, we we've covered this quite a bit, so yeah. uh, we don't have to tell you that one year ago, <laughs> Russia troops, blah blah blah, all that bullshit, all that shit they're telling us that's probably not true. So there's no final decision made as of January 26. Sure. No travel plans made right. as of January 26. Coincidentally, this all coincides with Putin giving his big hurrah speech. For one year tonight, tomorrow, okay. somewhere, wh- whatever Russian time sure. is, it's probably going to happen in the next few hours. But it's technically tomorrow, but it's yes, going to happen soon. Right. Um, so Biden shows up to Ukraine coincidentally about the same time that Putin is standing up and saying, "We're going to win this war. We're going to." So, so Biden is like countering that, I guess. Sure. Like, is this just like a? Like prop himself up, literally prop himself right. up, like yeah. a a bloviating moment for him. Probably, like yeah, I don't know. I mean, who's going to get more press in the world, right? Well, Putin basically, like we know, Putin's going to get up and give the speech. Yeah, we we know it's going to happen, yes. and the world tells us he's also going to announce his plans to push further or push harder right. or <coughs> or war so much harder than he's been warring yes. already. So no, it's not going to be that big of a surprise. But for Biden, just be like, I'm here, guys. I'm right. giving a speech. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God. Right. To me, it almost seems symbolic in a way that a U.S. president shows up there and he's like, that as a milestone for me would be a milestone of, all right, we're in this. Yeah. We're in this together pretty much. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, that's almost what it seems, seems like, like. Yeah, we're we're joining in on this yeah. without saying that we're joining in yeah. on it. But symbol, at least from an enemy's perspective, I could see that that's how Russia yeah. would take this. It's like, well, yes. the U.S. has been saying all this time he's not in this. Well, what what the fuck's yeah. the U.S. president yeah. doing here? I mean, think about all the proxy wars we've been involved in. Right. How many of those has the president shown up on the field? Yeah. Right. Well, exactly. And I'll get into that here because that's what makes it so historic. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, that was two weeks ago. They were speculating. They yes. didn't even know where it was going to happen. Is it possible they surprised Biden? Like, he's like, hey, I really Absolutely. want some ice cream. And they're like, sure, sir. And then they like, be like, surprise, we're in Ukraine. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. They did not even tell him <laughs> yes. that's where he was going because yeah. that information would have leaked because he would have left <laughs> yeah, it. Right. He would have left the paperwork somewhere yes. in a freaking file folder yes. in his closet or next to his, yeah. his Corvette like, somewhere. Hey, when I see Zelensky next week. I mean, shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, like I said, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they had no idea where they were going. As of the weekend, they kind of let it release it that, hey, we are going to Poland. This is going to happen. Yeah. We're going to go to Poland. And so everybody's like, oh, this is going to be this great uh, this moment for him to show support there right. in, in Eastern Europe. And again, my question, as soon as I read this was, why Poland? Why Poland? <laughs> Why Poland of all places? Yeah. But um, so from Politico it says uh, this was one of the this will be one of the decisive moments of his presidency as he heads to troubled Europe. Lindsey Graham said that that this really? this moment in history before they even announced he was going to Ukraine, this just him going to Europe is one of the decisive moments of his presidency. Hmm. What a suck ass. <laughs> uh, kiss ass Lindsey yes. Graham no shit yeah. we've known that about yes. Lindsey Graham though President Joe Biden heads to Europe this week in a f- trip meant to show defiance is that what that means that's what it says <laughs> it says in a trip meant to be a show of defiance hmm. so we're not going there for like a key- peacekeeping mission yeah it's to say basically nana 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 I'm here what yeah. are you gonna do about it yeah. it's show defiance I mean when I think of <laughs> Somebody showing defiance. I think of teenagers. Yes. Like angsty right. teenagers yes. in a show of defiance yeah. against their parents. It's like, I'm doing this and there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Yeah. What are or, you going to do? Or some kind of passive aggressiveness. Uh-huh. Again, I'm not committing to aggression, but I'm going to hint at it. But I'm here. What are you going to do about yeah. it? He will mark a second year of war. Now, now they keep saying that because, yes, it is going into the second year, but this right. is marking one year of war. Right. We've been... This has not been two years. So yeah. when you say he will mark yeah. a second year of war, that sounds like this is the end of the second year of war. Right. Uh, he will mark a second year of war by denouncing Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine and publicly declare that the United States will support Kiev until the final moments of the conflict. Well, that sucks. <laughs> Does that sound like long-term goals to you? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking 20 years. When was the last time the U.S. <laughs> committed to a long-term goal? Uh, like... Last year, like, <laughs> or well, like no, twenty years un- ago, yeah, twenty years, twenty, <laughs> twenty-one years ago, yeah, yeah. Uh, with, that with Biden got Afghan. us out of, yeah, and now we're his, in another one. Wasn't his whole like spiel? It's like we got to stop these yeah. forever wars. Yes, yes, that was like his moment. Yeah, like his. That, that's what got the Democrats on board. They're like, hey, all right, this might be okay. Yeah, that was like his. Yeah. what he ran on one yes. of the, one of the things yeah. besides not Trump. One of right, the things right, was yeah. get out of the forever wars, yes. and now he's just basically announced. Yeah. We're here to the end, guys. Yeah. We don't know when the end is, but yeah. we're here. Uh, it says, the backdrop to Biden's trip is also complicated, dangerous, and uncertain. 
As the fighting continues to rage, both sides of the Atlantic fear Russia is finding its footing. Ukraine may be overmatched in certain parts of the east and south, and the West pipeline of weapons will slow to a trickle. Not if the U.S. has anything to say about it. Biden leaves Monday for Poland to meet with President Andrzej Duda and other key NATO leaders. U.S. officials believe Ukraine's defense is about to hit a critical phase with Russia launching its much-telegraphed offensive. Now, has Russia been telegraphing its new offensive, or has everybody else been telegraphing that yeah. Russia is going Everybody to... else has been telegraphing it. He's making a big push in the spring, guys. Yes. Here it comes. The Biden administration has urgently pressed President Vladimir Zelensky's administration to consolidate its gains and perhaps launch its own counterstrike. The White House has also told Zelensky's team per multiple officials to prepare for the offensive now as weapons and aid from Washington and Europe flow freely for fear that backing from Ukraine's European neighbors could be finite. So they're saying, hey, this, the weapons aren't going to keep pouring in, so you should prepare yeah. your offensive now. What, what is he doing with those weapons if he's not preparing some sort of right, offensive? Yeah, like, right. what's he just hoarding them somewhere? It's like, you should, you know what you should do? You should take all these weapons we're giving you and fight the Russians with them. <laughs> yeah, right. I were just giving yeah. you this, passing this <laughs> advice to you. you the, the, these weapons, you really should fight the yeah. Russians with don't, those. Don't sell them and buy a yacht. <laughs> don't sell them on the black market yes yes you're gonna need these don't I'm just sell them to afghanistan <laughs> yeah. because god knows they got enough of our weapons <laughs> we left already them enough. We left and them all they're doing is selling them off to russia <laughs> right, exactly and washington's support for ukraine has remained largely bipartisan though some of the administration fear it may be harder to send additional aid to kiev amid mounting resistance from the new republican-controlled house for now though even some of biden's fiercest critics salute the work he has done so this is Lindsey Graham, kissing ass. Yes, he's been, critic. He's been good about connecting our national interests to the fight, and that is good for the world, uh, for Russia not to be successful. It's going to be one of the decisive moments in his presidency. Wow. So, thoughts so far on this trip, this this planned trip to Europe to be yeah. this <laughs> sticking it to Putin, this yeah. active defiance or whatever they're calling yeah. it. And this decide is this a decisive moment in Biden? I mean, I, I, I guess it, it, I guess I would say it is decisive for him. Um, is this is like Roosevelt moment during World War Two or his. I mean, uh, the, the <laughs> oh, what's the the prime minister guy from World War Two? Oh, uh, Winston uh, Churchill. Yeah. Is this yeah. <laughs> this is. Never, never, yes. never give in. We'll, we'll fight them from the beaches. Yeah. Do you think that that's what this all was? That, I mean, that's what he's going for, for sure. I mean, he wants to be seen as the strong president. Um, but I, like you and I were talking about it, it's like, okay, well, how much is this really a war? You know? Right. I mean, is this something that we even need to be? I don't know where most other Americans sit, but I know, you know, I, I'm on the point where it's like, why are we, why are we doing this? Why are we here? You know? I think that's getting to be more and more the case, and yeah. it's getting more like sooner than it did ever did during Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is right. crazy. But where are all the goddamn hippies? That's right. what I want to know. I know we need more hippies. Uh, you know well, hippies, I guess we're not our sending way. our troops there yet. We're just not sending. Yet. We're just sending all our money, and we're. I was gonna say, but yeah, we're sending all our money, and we're already at a place where you know we don't got a lot, despite what they say. I, I guess for me, it's. You know, I, I, I've listened to people talk about this, and they all say the same thing. That is, if Ukraine falls, then Russia's going to move on to the next country. 
you know who's really pushing that narrative? Mm-hmm. Poland. England. Oh, Poland. Poland. Well, of course, Poland, Poland is does. The, one yes. of the people that is really well. First of all, Poland's the next country, right? But Poland's really pushing that narrative. Yeah. It's like, well, if they fall, we're going to be next. Uh, what's going to stop them from rolling into the? Well, NATO. NATO yes. is going to yes. stop. And that's that, why they're there. That's why they haven't pushed further already. Yes. I mean, they tried to push this thought. I remember when that missile fell onto Poland territory. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it turned out it wasn't even. Yeah. A Russian missile, it was Ukrainian missile, yeah. and Poland was like, see, see, yeah. they're, 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 and Biden was like, oh my gosh, they're bombing Poland now. Yeah. And, um, but Russia is just like, guys, right? We're not, we, we don't give two fucks about Poland, right? At yeah. all. But we just it, but want, it's part of that narrative that Pol- that Putin is trying to get back all the territory that the Soviet Union lost. Yeah. Well, We'll get we'll I get know, we'll I get know, more I into know, that. I know, I know. I got I got stuff to talk about that because other people have lost territory to Ukraine yeah. that tend to want their territory back too. So we'll get into that. Um, what about this line that says? Uh, back to this line that says that this will publicly declare the U.S. will support Kiev. And this is when I we said until the final moments. We got into right. the final moments part, the long term part. But ha- hasn't the U.S. been publicly declaring their support? For the last year? I, I think that's what $113 billion does. <laughs> I, I think so. Give support. On the other hand, president showing up in Europe and saying, I publicly declare yeah. my support. What does that do? I mean, is that a little instigating maybe? Uh, yeah, I think so. Like a little yeah. like provocative? Well, uh, again, I mean, how many, how many proxy wars have we been in? How many proxy wars has Russia been in? And how many times has Putin or a U.S. president shown up on the ground? Never, never, ever. Right? Never, so, I mean, never, ever, is, ever, ever, ever. Exactly. So this is a little bit more than, hey, we support you guys in well, your yeah. fight. But it's almost, it's been the whole time, we've said this like, the entire time, they are trying to push him right. to step yes. a foot onto NATO territory. Yeah. It's like, well, we sent the weapons, and he said if we sent the yeah. weapons, that would be the line, and that would be an yeah. act of war. Oh, shit, he didn't. He still didn't declare war on NATO. Yeah. Well, what if, what if we send in... Just like a diplomat, like a U.S. diplomat to the area, and he can publicly declare that we are supporting. Yeah. Then do you think that would – well, no, not quite. What if we send the U.S. president yeah, right. over there to yeah. say, I publicly support this? <laughs> He's not saying that we are in the war, but would that be enough yeah. to get Russia to come to right. – to, to see that provocative enough to decide, hey, uh, we're now at war with the Russia? Now, is the it West. possible that – Biden went to Ukraine not just to, to Biden went to Ukraine to get killed. If that's what you're okay. going for, well, I, that's what I think. I think you, you part think of so? them. My, are yours like yeah, crackling? Mine just did too. Are we talking way too loud? <laughs> Let me turn down a little. Um, Biden went to. My whole thought originally was they're sending him as bait, yeah, and they're hoping Putin will that Putin will line. off him because what and, a bigger war, act of war than offing the, the U.S. Leader. president? Yes. yes, absolutely. That's that's what I think too. And was that where you're going? Yes, that's where yes. I was going with it. Uh, so, yes. um, let's let's keep going. Unless you got anything yes. else. Well, on that. but then they were reminded that we have Kamala Harris when she said, "Well, I, I do think Russia." Um, Committed some acts of war crimes. Well, they all, they all say those things. <laughs> I know, I know. But coming from her, it just seems to hurt. <laughs> well, everything hurts coming from Kamala. But, uh, have you heard her voice? Her voice yes. is painful. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, I missed the part that says, uh, aides have explored attempting to covertly get Biden across the border in Ukraine, but a trip has been all but ruled out. The 
So, so not going yeah. to Ukraine. Right. Not, not even a possibility. It says, most aides believe the security risk to Biden or Ukraine would not be worth it. Fast forward a day, because <laughs> right. this article came out uh, the 19th. So yesterday. Okay. This article came out yesterday. Aid said it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. That not like 2 a.m. this morning, yeah. Biden was on a plane yeah. that he didn't even realize I sent you that on. this morning. Be like, hey, um, Joe Biden's in Ukraine. And you're like, is that real? Yeah. Well, <laughs> because this is why I asked, is that even real? Because last night when I was looking into all this stuff, there was st- like this stuff here, and there was the extra stuff I did I got to digging into with Poland. But I'm like, I'm going to, I don't typically do this, is sideline the research for the day of, right? Because I knew his trip to Poland was tomorrow was supposed to be scheduled tomorrow, mm-hmm. and so I was like, there's there's something missing here. There's right. something something is missing. They're not telling us something. I bet something comes out tomorrow. So I'm going to sideline some of this research until the day of and see what comes out. And I went to sleep on it, woke up the next day, you had sent me a thing saying Biden's in Kiev. And I'm like, there it is. Yeah. I yeah. knew I knew something was going to happen. I knew they were going to surprise us, yeah. quote unquote surprise. Well, like, I mean, did any of us really believe he wasn't going to visit no. Ukraine? No. Visit Zelensky, at least visit Zelensky. Yeah, visit Zelensky in the very In the least. very least, Zelensky would travel yeah. to Poland in the right. middle of the war and visit Biden yeah. and kiss his ass or vice versa. Actually, it'd probably be it's vice, vice versa. versa. Yeah. So here we are today. The president has already made um, his magic, magically ended up in Kiev. Yes. Like nobody knew it was happening. Nobody knew it was going to happen. Right. Um, all this covert operation, it was, it, they almost... The media has almost made this seem like this was like when they took out Osama bin Laden, this covert yeah. operation to get Biden into this war zone. Right. Because they're like, well, he had to get on this plane, and he actually flew on this Air Force jet, not Air Force One, this Air Force like transport jet that's for like dignitaries and stuff. And then he landed to refuel in Munich, Germany, and then he flew into such and such, I think Poland probably, yeah. I, I don't remember, but then he boarded a train and rode the train into Kiev because that was the only way. Because I guess there's it's ballsy. No, there's no fly zone where we've been with trains. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I I feel like Ukraine's trains are doing better than our trains yeah, right. right now. But so yeah, it, it was just this yeah secret operation that nobody knew about. That no gonna, press you know, even knew. Who's going to make a movie about this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So as of this morning, uh, let me find the headline. President Biden makes a surprise visit to Kiev and pledges new military aid. How much more can we send them? Pledge yeah. them? Does it sound like it's it's drying up like that Politico article said? <laughs> yeah, no, not even close. Not even close. So this is from Zero Hedge. It says, Bi- President Biden departed from Joint Base Andrews in Prince George County, Maryland, early Sunday morning. He stopped at... Ramstein Air Base in Germany before making an unannounced visit to Ukraine Monday morning. The visit comes ahead of the first anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Biden's visit comes as Russia prepares for a massive spring offensive. Western countries are racing to flood Ukraine with new weaponry, including main battle tanks and armored vehicles. Biden delivered remarks alongside President Zelensky at Marinsky Palace in Kiev and announced new military aid worth 500 million. That doesn't seem like much. 
uh, no. compared to what he's been sending right. them. It's a half a billion dollars. The new military aid includes anti-tank missiles, air surveillance radars, howitzers, shells, ammunition, and other support, but no new advanced weaponry. I don't believe that. I don't either. I thought it was critical that... There not be any doubt, none whatsoever, about U.S. support for Ukraine in the war, Biden said in joint remarks with Zelensky. He said, I'm here to show our unwavering support for the nation, independence, sovereignty, and territorial integrity. Zelensky thanked Biden for coming to Kiev at a huge moment for Ukraine. He said he and the U.S. president would hold talks about the war and what's happening on the front lines and also about the people, about Ukrainians, about Americans, what we have to do to stop the war, to have success, and how to win this year. Biden said, I am meeting with President Zelensky and his team for an extended discussion on our support for Ukraine. He added that Russian President Vladimir Putin was dead wrong believing he could instantly take Ukraine during the invasion nearly a year ago. Over the last year, the United States has built coalition of nations from the Atlantic to the Pacific to help defend Ukraine with unprecedented military, economic, and humanitarian support. And that support will endure. Again, sounds yes. like long-term goals. Very much so. Biden also said, we will announce additional sanctions against elites and companies that are trying to evade or backfill Russia's war machine. The president's social media team was busy tweeting this morning. Um, so, a bunch of tweets from Joe Biden, apparently, but he was in Ukraine, so you know right. he's not tweeting yeah, it out. It was his team. Biden's long-term support for Ukraine shows the war is far from over, with both sides preparing for spring offensives. After Ukraine, Biden will visit Poland. He's expected to deliver a speech on the war efforts and talk with the Pol Polish president, Duda, as well as other European leaders. So, <coughs> excuse me, he's in Ukraine. Yes. Was in Ukraine. Surprise, yes. Ukraine. More military aid. Yes. Unwavering support. Long-term support. Till the very end. Till the very end. Again, sounds a whole lot like yeah. Afghanistan. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, this is historical. We keep saying that. Yeah. Because this is the first time, mm -hmm. first time a U.S. president has visited a an active war zone that we supposedly were not part of. Right. So, I mean, it's different, like George Bush and Barack Obama and even Donald yeah. Trump visited Afghanistan, Iraq, those places, um, like dropped down into a war zone. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, the president went to an act. Like, he's so brave. Right. <laughs> he's so brave. Yeah. And uh, But this time is different because this isn't a yeah. war we're part of. We right. don't have troops on the ground for him to go, like— um, yeah. like lift up, like and be like, right. pat him on the back, yeah. say good job, slap him yeah. on the ass and stuff. Right. Not nothing like that. Just Zelensky to pat on the back and right. slap on the ass, which is good enough for him. Yeah, which is all he needs. Um, so, yeah. Would do you think this was necessary? No. Do you think this was smart? A smart move? No. Because <laughs> what do you think the Russians think of this? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, because before, I mean, the Russians were kind of telling their people, be like, look, you know, the U.S. isn't really a part of this, right? They're saying, you know, that, yeah, they're supporting them, but they're, this isn't a, a proxy war at all. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it kind of is now. I mean, when, again, when a sitting U.S. president shows up at a war zone, you know, that kind of, I mean, that's, you know, when you're watching pro wrestling and Hulk Hogan runs into the ring, <laughs> you know, there's... He's kind of interfering with the match. So are you, are you 
Are you comparing Joe Biden to Hulk Hogan? Well, no. I'm sorry. I did not mean that at all. I mean, Hulk <laughs> maybe Hulk- Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> no, so, but but what I'm saying is, like, I mean, making an appearance like this, this is more than sending money. This is more than sending tanks or jets or whatever. I mean, this is this is this is your in. I mean, the the United States president doesn't show up to places and it have it not mean anything. Well, right. uh, he they even said this was like symbolic. This yeah. was this whole trip was to stick it yes. to Putin. So what is it saying when he's actually going to your adversary that you're not yeah. even supposed to be part of? I I see you going there to Europe to say we're going to support our allies here. Right. And but but that but is, to actively go into yes. somebody who's technically not right. our ally. I mean that's that's not if he just if he showed up at Poland and talk to the NATO allies, that's one thing. But again, he is in a war zone, in a war that we're not supposedly a part of. Right. So I got Joe Biden's speech here that he, or part of it at least, that he gave with Zelensky sure as they're like holding hands and making out and shit. Yeah, so right. uh, I just wanted to listen to a little bit of this and see what you think of this, like this yeah. Winston Churchill moment okay. for him. Do you, do you think he made the... Um, the emboldening speech that he intended no, it I'm to sure be. he said folks a couple times. Of the United States of America. Thank you very much, Mr. President. You know, it was, uh, it was one year ago this week that we spoke on the telephone, Mr. President. It was very late at night in Washington, very early in the morning here in Kiev. Did he? Yeah. Um, Ukrainians call it Kiev. Okay. Russians call it Kiev. Gotcha. And I started out calling it Kiev, and then just to stick it to them, I keep calling it Kiev. So okay, um, the Soviet term for it was Kiev. Gotcha. So um, did he just take his earpiece out of his ear? I thought so, yes. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I wanted his to point out. His people are freaking out right now. Yeah, like, oh, God. Oh, God, he took Shit. his earpiece out. <laughs> Russian planes were in the air, and tanks were rolling across your border. You told me that you could hear the explosions in the background. I'll never forget that. And the world was about to change. Derek Ambrose says there's no audio, which that really freaking sucks because that sucks. Yeah. So I guess I guess we won't watch it then. It's not that important. It's basically I mean, he's very clearly just flipping through and reading and like he will emboldenly say like. Kiev stood strong, and then he'll go back to his mumbling and bumbling and stuff. I, I wish I... So he had his bullet points he hit. Yeah, uh, but he's very clearly just reading. He's not He's not giving any kind of, like, right. this is not his uh, Churchill moment or even right. his Hitler moment or whatever you want to call it. Um, he, there's just not much there. And it's, like, even Zelensky came out and said... Um, He's so brave to 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 come here, and it's just like, yeah, they're kissing each other's ass, it, majorly kissing each other's no, no, ass. No, 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 Zelensky, you're brave. <laughs> no, you, for you're brave. No, the way you dance naked on that one music video in your high heels—that was brave. Was I could bold, never do that. <laughs> now, according to the U.S. propaganda machine, like CNN, uh, Putin was upstaged by this moment. Of course, yeah, that's yeah. why he did it. Well, yeah, that was the whole point. But do you think Putin was like, damn it, he beat me to the punch. I feel upstaged and embarrassed by this moment. (laughs) No, I don't think. Anything that Biden could possibly do or say, I don't think would ever upstage 
bear hunting. I was going to say. Bear wrestling. No shirt. No shirt. Shirtless bear wrestling. to the promised land. Yes. (laughs) Vladimir Putin. Yes. I mean, it's... No. Yeah. Um, but this says, this is CNN. It says, Biden's Ukraine visit upstages Putin and leaves Moscow's military pundits raging. Well, of course they're raging. You just <laughs> did what they, basically Russia's been saying the U.S. is in this war. Yeah. And the U.S. is like, no, we're just supporting, we're just helping support democracy, yeah. propping up democracy. And they're like, no, you're kind of in this war. And then the president shows up and they're like, see, yeah. see, you're in this war. Yeah. As it says, Joe Biden's surprise visit to Ukraine sparked anger and embarrassment among many Russian hawkish military pundits on Monday, increasing pressure on Vladimir Putin as the Russian leader prepares to justify his stuttering invasion in a national address. Biden's historic visit, they keep using that word, I don't think it means what they think it means, Uh, came days before the one-year anniversary of Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine, providing a symbolic boost to Kiev at a crucial juncture in the conflict. But the visit caused fury in Russia's pro-military and ultra-nationalist circles as it upstaged Putin on the eve of a major address in which Russian president is expected to tout the supposed achievements for what he euphemistically calls a special military operation. Well, shit, we've been calling every war a special military operation euphemistically (laughs) since World War II for 85 (laughs) fucking years. Yeah. You you can't put that you can't hold that against him when that yeah. he took it out of our playbook. Yeah. It's like, well, they're not they haven't called they didn't call Afghanistan a war. Yeah. They didn't call Iraq a war, even though those were both considered the war on terrorism. Yeah. They didn't call Vietnam a war, even though everybody calls it the Vietnam War. They didn't even call Korea a war, which was the Korean War. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, if U.S. can get away with it, I surely I can it. get away yeah. with it. Yeah. No, I I don't think that they were enraged. They were probably just like, yeah, I knew that was, I knew it. Well, fuck, it happened. We knew it was coming, but it finally happened. So uh, so this is one of the snarky pundits that they're talking about. It says, Biden in Kiev, demonstrative demonstrative humiliation of Russia. Tales of miraculous hypersonics may be left for children. I think there's some mistranslation here because some of this don't make sense. Just like spells about the holy war we are waging with the entire West. So basically they're saying the United States is basically claiming that we're waging a holy war against the West. And he's like, I guess there's a lunch break in a holy war because they took a break for this this shit show. Says, wouldn't be surprised if the grandfather uh, is brought to... Bakhmut as well, which is front lines. Um, it says nothing will happen to him. So basically, this war pundit um, is kind of pissy with Putin for not doing more right. and saying we're not being pushing hard enough because yeah. he's like, well, they might as well come to the front lines because we're not doing a damn thing about it anyway. Um, so, so that guy is probably dead now. <laughs> right. Uh, it says Gherkin is among members of hardline military bloggers, some whom have hundreds of thousands of followers and provide analyses of the conflict for large swaths of Russian population who have repeatedly criticized what they consider a soft approach on the battlefield by Putin's generals. Uh, So they want them to war harder, basically, and they're not warring hard enough. So here's the thing, though. Now, they are, like, supposedly outraged by this, this moment. And, but they're also kind of, criticizing themselves at the same time. Now, CNN says, well, they're just pissed and embarrassed that they upstaged Putin. Right. And Putin is now kind of uh, 
I don't know. He's like left to the already drunk crowd. Right. So so basically Biden got like the prime time set in and Putin is now left with like the after hours where oh, nobody's gotcha. watching. Right. Like the late sh- late show. Yeah, the late 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 show. Yeah. Uh my opinion on this is Putin's going to use this mm-hmm. to go st- for yeah. to further his his yeah. rhetoric. If if his rhetoric Absolutely. was going to be harsh and going to be like propagandizing at, to begin with who is yeah. what they're saying well he's going to use this against it and he's going to say this and he's going to lie about this well now he's got yeah. this ammunition to say look a u.s president is there they invited you like the u.s is ob- now we're not just fighting a war right. against kiev yeah. we're fighting a war against the yeah. west they brought the war to us yes. basically yeah. and well and they're going to look at it and be like look we told you they're a puppet of the united states right they're they're nazis are there you know these are american nazis and that are, are trying to dictate their ways upon our people. Mm. Now we have to fight harder. Yes. Um, but that would be saying that Biden is the puppet master when Biden is just another puppet. Well, you and I know that. I think Russia knows that too. Well, you they, think Russia yes. has, no, fears Putin, Joe Putin Biden knows that, but again, that's good it's good fodder to get the, the people kind of That is true. Up. That is true. Um I mean it isn't it is symbolic in a way to say, look, they're there yeah. it is, right there. Yeah. Basically, you you might as well have just flown an American flag, right, Absolutely. in Ukraine. Absolutely, and that's basically what that is when you have the president show up, right. So, I don't want to spend the whole time on Ukraine because mm-hmm. we talked a lot about Ukraine. I want to get into Poland eventually, yeah. but um, I don't. Joe Biden in the speech kept talking about how many times he came. How many times he he came? Like seven times, and it was really awkward. It was it super awkward. awkward. He's like, I came in 2016. <laughs> I came in 2009. I came came again in 2012. Like, we don't even care after, about your sex life, even with after Jill. <laughs> I was vice president. I came again. Um, he's talking about all the times he came in or came to <laughs> Ukraine. Um, well, but but and heavily again, focusing on Ukraine. Well, again, in the speech on how many times he hit on his. Always had a special interest in Ukraine yeah, is basically right, what it's making right. sound yes. like. He's yeah. like, oh, this is symbolic because it's the first time I came in Ukraine or to Ukraine as a president. But I right. came seven times as a vice president. And then I came once again, even after, like and between. See, that, between. I think that's problematic that he says that because we know that he has business dealings yes. in Ukraine. Yes. So, we always talk about. We. Like the whole focus for the probably the last six months in Hunter Biden has been China. Yes. Nobody has really since the Ukraine war kicked off. Not a whole lot of people have returned to the focus of Hunter Biden and Ukraine and yes. Burisma. And the whole reason why Donald Trump was impeached with, for the first place was because of Hunter Biden's business yes. dealings in Ukraine. Yes, and the big guy. There was a lot of money flowing mm-hmm. from Ukraine into Hunter Biden, and yes, money for the big guy. But we like here lately, it's just been like, well, Biden has close ties with China. Biden and Hunter Biden in China, all these business dealings in China. It's like, did did we forget about that? This whole fucking thing started with Ukraine. Yes, like all yes. this, all this, like Hunter Biden story started in Ukraine. And I mean, it goes as deep as Russia has actually accused Hunter Biden of assisting with setting up biological warfare labs in Mm -hmm. Ukraine. Like, there's a lot of shitty things. Like, the one time when he says, 
Like one of the times he's like, yeah, I, I went, I came in Ukraine, came to Ukraine uh, so many times. One of the times was him to go there and f- pressure them to fire the prosecutor that was looking into Hunter Biden. Yes. So yes. I think it's really kind of ballsy for or stupid for him to st- be like, remember all the times I came to Ukraine? Yeah. Well, that at least for me was like, oh, yeah, you were in Ukraine. Yeah. And one of the times, at least one of the times was to advance your business dealings through yeah. shady, shitty, like, pressure yeah. on their government. And so, yes, Biden has all this special interest in Ukraine, yeah. and it goes much deeper than and, just and furthering U- Ukraine democracy. Ukraine was, was Biden's baby since way before he became president. Uh, Derek Ambrose says, 10,000% the DOD sends Biden there in hopes that they shoot down Air Force One or attack the city to bring the U.S. into air retaliation to an attack on the president yeah you must have came in late because we we said that uh probably 20 minutes ago i was like they only sent biden there to get killed yeah they were hoping part of them was hoping that he would get killed he can't run for president again yeah it's a win-win situation (laughs) uh we get drug into this war we have to go to war then yeah and then also like we don't have to tell joe biden that we don't want him (laughs) to run for president again i mean win-win for uh, across the board i'm not saying that that's what hit that's what his circle right, is saying. Right, yeah. Don't don't come to me and be like, you said you wanted Joe Biden no. to get off. I didn't say that no. out loud, uh, but <laughs> I think that's what they were going for. Yes. So um, we're getting close to break. Anything else on this this visit to Kiev? Um, I think that uh, it's the first of many. Visits to Kiev by yeah. Joe Biden? Yeah. You think he'll... I, I mean... I, I do. I, I think, again, now that he has shown up there, he's broken the seal, I can see him showing up there, you know, maybe in the summer. You know, I mean, depending on how the war goes, I I, I bet you he shows up more. So... Um, so, maybe. I don't know. One part I forgot to mention is... Now, the U.S. did, out of the goodness and kindness of their hearts, warn Russia ahead of time that he was going to visit Kiev. So they didn't oh, spark some good, international good. incidents. Yes, because that would be unfortunate. Yeah. If they accidentally, like... Like, hours sh- before he left, yeah. they're like, just so you know... He's going to be on this train arriving <laughs> at 1230. <laughs> <laughs> they did warn them ahead of time, yeah. just so when he comes on the news and he's in Kiev, they're like, what the fuck is going on? Right. So they can say, well, well we, we did let yeah. you know, but... It, <laughs> and they wouldn't they, they they couldn't specify what the response was they're probably like fuck that he is yeah, <laughs> that would be my guess because that would be my response to that yeah. it's like yeah <laughs> i don't know but i i I forgot to point that part out that okay. there are plenty of articles that say oh by the way they did warn russia ahead of time yeah. <laughs> i want to know what the response actually was yeah i do too um i can just see Putin with that like snicker that he has. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> all right. <Okay. laughs> I wish I you good health. <laughs> yes. Yes. We all know what that means. We taught, if you, if you're new to our show, Putin saying, I wish you good health is basically a death it's sentence. It's like a Sicilian kiss of death. <laughs> yes. It's a death sentence. Yeah. When Putin wishes you good health, like, but that came from, uh, oh, who, I think it was that guy that got poisoned. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That, they speculated that uh, Putin had him poisoned, and he's yeah. like, basically, like, I don't know anything about this, but I wish him good health. And yeah, we're just yeah. like, oh fuck, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's ominous right there. So I'm gonna take a little early break because 
I want to shift focuses back to Poland because I still have this yeah. huge question of why the hell? Because now that he's stopped in Kiev, he's made his hurrah, his big appearance, like got his pats on the back and slaps on the ass from Zelensky. Um, I want to shift to the next leg of his trip, which was supposed to be the main leg of his yeah, trip. Right. First of all, can you imagine Imagine Poland? Like, it was already set that this big historic moment, like, Biden's yeah. going to visit Poland right on the front lines, or like right on the border of Ukraine, pretty right. much. And it was going to be this big hurrah for yeah. Poland. And, and then like, massive, like, parades ready and all this yeah. shit. And, and then, well, they talk about Putin being upstaged by this trip to Kiev. Poland got majorly upstaged oh, by this because yes. now Poland is the second leg of yeah, the trip. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Poland is, and I've actually see, <laughs> seen this, uh, Poland, uh, Biden. To visit Poland on his way back from Kiev is what <laughs> is what they've titled it. It's just like, it's like wait, that was supposed to be the main point <laughs> yeah, of the right. trip was to visit yeah. Poland, and now it's they're like, just like, <laughs> now they're just like a a stopping yeah. point, uh, like yeah. uh, when a a plane, like what yeah. what's that called when a plane like stops? Layover, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a layover yeah. in Poland. Like, you know, much. since we're here, we'll stop in. What the heck? You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. So so we'll imagine Poland, though. who is already highly nationalistic and highly like we are the top dogs yeah. in this. Like we are. Providing the most aid, supposedly, and we we want we want to be the front lines to the front lines. Yeah. And then Biden's like, yeah, we'll stop there on the way out. It's like, yeah. wait, this this was yeah. our trip. Right. This yeah. was my show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like having a wedding, like planning your whole wedding, and then your best friend's like, you know, I'm gonna get married before you. Yeah. In the yeah. same spot. <laughs> yeah. And everybody can, so everybody can be there at the same time. Yeah. My I'll get mine done and over with at four, and then you can have your wedding at yeah, five. Right. I mean, pretty much what we're saying, talking right. about here. Let's get to break. Then we'll get more into Poland because, again, lots of shit, lots yeah. of questions about Poland. And I said in the beginning, what does Poland have to gain in, in all of this conflict? And mm. apparently quite wow. a bit, quite a bit. So um, we're going to take four or five minutes, refresh our coffees and our drinks and whatever, take a piss or whatever we do, whatever you do on this break. But make sure you come back for the second half because this Poland stuff, like I put the Ukraine stuff at the beginning because yeah. I'm like, well, this is clearly going to be the most interesting stuff. And then the more I read on Poland, I'm like, Wait this Poland stuff yeah. is pretty interesting. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take a break. And then we're going to come back and talk about this crazy Polish stuff. So uh, we will be right back. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remster W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence to new ways to develop rugged individualism to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. 
Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Me Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. back are you back you're not back i'm back now you need a microphone now you're back i'm back so derek ambrose says the break music sounds like something that a band i used to follow from des moines area put out like 16 years ago so the band is from actually uh the rockford area and they are um, at the wayside they're friends of ours they're friends of the show uh, we've had them on the show a couple times they even did a performance on our uh, Christmas right, extravaganza. Yes. So um, very good friends of ours, and they're very much, as as Remzo Martinez called them, they're very much like angsty 2000s pop punk. Yes. So um, still great music. Yes, Still like one of the last great genres of music was the angsty pop punk music. And then they all started just going yeah, very poppy. And so it just got lost there. So uh, that that's what we're listening to. They're at the wayside. Make sure you check them out. Check out their music because I think they put out an album last year. Right about when we started playing this music, they put out an album. So talking about Joe Biden's visit to Europe, his Euro trip. Euro trip. You think he's visiting nude nude beaches? I, I think he's trying to. <laughs> he's the guy that goes to the nude yes. beaches to yes. find the women, and it's all just old men like yeah. him. <laughs> Damn it! Now, Derek had also said that he speculates that uh, Joe Biden smelled uh, oh, Zelensky's, Zelensky's hair. hair when he least, yes, I believe that. I had the picture of yes. the hug, but I, I must have closed it. Oh. But, so it was probably it, super awkward. There's a very good chance that he did, in fact, smell Zelensky's hair. Now, what do you think Zelensky's hair smells like to begin with? You think it's greasy? You think Zelensky has greasy hair? No. No, I bet you he's... Takes really good care. It probably smells like cherry blossoms. Cherry blossoms. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's get back in this. We're shifting from his surprise, secret, covert, co like whatever we're calling it, trip to Kiev, where we're all like, that's not yeah. that big of a surprise. They're yeah. like, oh, is this covert operation? Yeah. It's like, but we, we, we call it Operation Big Guy. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of we kind of knew this yeah. was coming, and they're like, no, this was secret. This was top yeah. secret. Nobody yeah. knows. Like, yeah. But we, we kind of did. Yeah. Like, when they were saying he definitely, absolutely will not be able to make <laughs> any sort of yeah. visit to Ukraine, we're like, yes. but won't he? Yeah. And so now, now they're making this into yeah. this big operation. But now we've shifted his trip to... The layover spot, which is now Poland, which was supposed to be yeah. the main the main event had got pushed to like the side event. And so that's where we're at now. But I'm all, I'm more interested in Poland at this moment in my life yeah. today, specifically today, than I am about his trip to Kiev. Because yes. it's like if you're gonna but, if he's gonna visit Europe, he's gonna visit Kiev. But wouldn't his handlers, i.e. puppet masters 
basically think, hey, wouldn't it be a great distraction if he went to Ukraine before he went to Poland? Take the spotlight off of Poland. I mean, yeah, that would make sense. He's like, they're like, you know, maybe, uh, maybe we shouldn't so much focus on Poland because yeah. people might start asking questions about Poland. So yes. yeah, maybe. Um, I don't have all my articles up that I thought I did. Hang on, just a second. Maybe I do. I don't. I'm missing an article on what Poland. The hell? I don't know. Anyway, let's shift focus to Poland. Okay. Again, have to ask ourselves, why Poland? Yes. Let me try to pull up this article real quick. Because um, when you think of Eastern Europe, Poland's not the sexiest country. It, well, it's not. Like, you think of, like, Hungary and Ukraine. Yeah, like Czechoslovakia. I don't even really consider Poland as part of Eastern Europe. Yeah. They're more like, they're kind of, like, borderline with the Nordic countries and Eastern countries. Yeah. They're just kind of in the middle there. In yeah. Germanian countries, they're just kind of the bastard child they stuck are. in they the really middle. They really are. Uh, so, uh, but, but Poland, the interesting thing about Poland, I'm going to get more into this, is when we have talked about Poland in the last few months, it's been more about them kind of being the bastards of the EU. Yeah. Because we we did a whole episode on countries that were becoming nationalistic, yeah. and Poland was one like way yeah. up on the list. Like Poland lost a lot of EU funding because mm-hmm. of their policies not aligning right, with the yeah. EU their, policies. Their new guy went way right, right? Like Mussolini, right? Is what they said. Yeah, least. exactly. So let's see. Let me see if I can find this real quick. Yeah. And remember, Poland was one that they they were struggling with migration, like immigration, because uh, was a Belarus was like funneling um, Ukrainian immigrants to Poland, and Poland shut the doors. But Poland is still getting yeah. all this credit for being like the yeah. humanitarians because they've right. taken on so many Ukrainian. But but yeah. then to stick it to Belarus, they're like, well, Belarus was sticking it to them by funneling them through, and yeah. they're like. No more from you. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, yeah. it, it's all great and good when it benefits Poland. But when it's like sticking it to Poland, they're like, no, we don't want those. Yeah. We, we want some of them, but not all of them. Um, <laughs> Derek Ambrose says Zelensky definitely uses some kind of designer oil. I thought so, too. Uh, so here's the article I was looking for. It says, Biden to discuss more troops in un- upcoming visit. I don't think this was the exact one, but this is this is basically along the same okay. lines. Like, Poland is basically in discussions for more troops, but not only more troops, but permanent troops. Mm. They want more U.S. permanent troops in Poland, hmm. conveniently right there on the Ukraine border. That is convenient. I mean, isn't having an army base at, at Ramstein, or Air Force base at Ramstein, isn't that... Is that enough? That's Germany, right? Yeah. 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 Like, we got all kinds of troops yeah. in Germany. And yeah. we have some troops in Poland, but Poland's like, no, we want all the troops. <laughs> uh, it says, Polish Prime Minister... Uh, wait. Polish Prime Minister Matsu Mariowski. I thought it was Duda, or is that the president? Duda's Duda is the yeah, president. Okay, it's one of those prime minister-president yeah. deals where we I can't decide yeah. which is which. Said on Sunday that he and U.S. President Joe Biden will discuss possibly increasing U.S. troop president presence in Poland and making it more permanent during Biden's upcoming visit to Warsaw. We are in the process of discussions with President Biden's administration about making 
their presence more permanent and increasing them. I'm very grateful also for sending new Patriot systems and other very modern weapons and munitions because this is also to some extent a proxy for presence of soldiers, but of course the two go in tandem. So basically he's like, thanks for all the cool weapons. I mean, that kind of it makes up for not sending more troops, <laughs> but it'd be better if you also sent more, more troops, troops also yeah. on top of that. Yeah, It's like, yeah, you're billions of dollars that, that well, <laughs> what was the Zelensky line? Many thanks. <laughs> yes. Or a hundred thanks are not a hundred tanks. Yes. <laughs> like every, is everybody in Eastern Europe so ungrateful? I, 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 I'm getting that feeling. Yes. yes. It's it, like it's... all your technology and weapons. That's great. And that, that makes up for. You know, you're just not yeah. sending us all the troops it, it, it that kind we of want. Makes you understand why Truman just let Russia have Eastern Europe last time. <laughs> He's, He's like, like you, know, you know what? They're not even worth yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we try with them, and they don't ever say thank you. Yes. So just take them. Their just thank yous are so backhanded all <laughs> yeah. the fucking time that you can just have them. It's like, you know, thanks, but uh, thanks for not sending troops <laughs> yeah. though, too. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Biden will visit Poland over February twentieth. 20th through the 22nd to mark the first anniversary of Russia's invasion. The U.S. bolstered its troop presence in Poland ahead of February 2022 and currently has roughly 11,000 personnel in rotation there. And they already have 11,000 of our troops in Poland, a state that's not at war technically. Technically. Supposedly. Yeah. But they want more of our troops and more Mm. permanent. Biden said last June that the U.S. will set up a new permanent army headquarters in Poland in response to Russia's threats. Biden will meet with Polish President Duda and Eastern European allies and speak about Ukraine, but has no plans to cross into neighboring Ukraine, according to the White House. So this was obviously a few days ago or yesterday. This was yesterday. So still had no plans. Well, Biden, if they didn't tell Biden, then they're not lying because he didn't have plans to cross into Ukraine. To so, Ukraine. Oh, 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 we're going? I and technically, he didn't cross. Well, depending on where he went from. No, he yeah. started in Ukraine and then crossed into Poland. Right. So that's where you're getting it wrong. He didn't have plans to cross from Poland into Ukraine. No, he went to Pol- Ukraine and then crossed into yes, Poland. Yes, that's true. So there's a difference. So uh, discussions for more troops, permanent yeah. troops. Yeah. Asking a lot from this country that's already bleeding itself to every single fucking country, every proxy in the I mean, not to them. I mean, <laughs> I mean, to them, the United States is, you know, it's the big boy on the block, right? Everybody wants to have his toothbrush at their apartment, you know, and that's kind of where Poland is. They, they want some of what the U.S. magic has. They think that it will keep them safe from Russia. No, they don't want the U.S. What the magic the U.S. has. They want the money that the U.S. is willing well, to yes. fork out, and the and the oh. and the weapons. Well, yeah, that too. The money and the weapons. But the weapons can be sold to uh, Afghanistan for yeah. money, right. as many countries have found out, and yeah. sold to terrorists for money. Right. Um, the Wall Street Journal has come because again, we ask why, why Poland, why is Poland yeah. this stopping point for this historic symbolic stopping point for Joe yes. Biden? Why Poland? Uh, the Wall Street Journal came out uh, yesterday and said that Ukraine's with Ukraine at war at its doorstep, Poland has become the West's firebrand. Hmm. What does that mean to you? To me, yeah. Explain that like in your words. That they're kind of the. Um, 
Are they like the bulldog in the region? Is well, that what I mean? Yeah, or like the well, kind of like the uh, the the, uh, the the prize fighter, right? <laughs> They're the one that that is like, okay, if shit goes south, you're next, right? Yeah. You got this. You you you're gonna pick up the slack. You're gonna carry the flag. You got this. Right. Shit. Says coming visits by to Warsaw by President Biden spotlights Poland's war as it or Poland's role as it presses for weapons to support Kiev. With Ukraine war on its doorsteps, Poland has emerged as Europe's preeminent hawk on the conflict with Russia, as Warsaw plays a central role in stiffening Western resolve towards Moscow through public pressure and back-channel negotiations. Now, remember, last week, week two weeks ago, Germany and the U.S. decided to send all these freaking tanks into yeah. Ukraine. They made a big deal of it. Um, after Zelensky said, 100 things are not 100 tanks. Now, Germany was actually pressured by Poland to send in tanks. Poland put a lot of pressure. Right. Poland's putting on a lot in a lot of pressure on other European countries to yeah. keep supporting this thing. Like, right. guys, we yeah. got to keep keep throwing more at this. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, you can funnel that through Poland right. to get to Ukraine. We'll because, make sure we get them. Yeah, we'll get it to them. Now, that's an it that raises enough questions to me that Poland wants all this stuff to funnel through Poland. They want right. to be like the hub, the stopping hub. Right. They they want to be the the Dwight in the office. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty that's pretty good. It says Poland's stance at the forefront of Western support for Ukraine will come under the spotlight when President Biden visits Warsaw days before the first anniversary of the start of the war. The visit is a sign of Washington's support for a country that was once pr a prickly ally and whose strident warnings of Russian aggression fell largely on deaf ears in the West before Moscow invaded last year. Now, having successfully lobbied the U.S. and European allies to send Ukraine modern tanks, Polish officials say they are working to push European partners and the U.S. to transfer, transfer even more advanced weapons to Kiev, F-16 fighters. So, Poland wants, is now lobbying for everyone to send F-16 right. fighters. Of course. Uh, it says, uh, Biden arrived in Warsaw Tuesday morning for a two-day visit in which he is scheduled to meet with Poland's leaders. Poland is a frontline state. I keep dropping my damn notebook. I noticed that. Poland is a frontline state in a time of war. The U.S.-Poland relationship is a wartime relationship. Like, we're only friends when yeah. we're at war. Well, and, and again, it in the 80s, it was um, Poland that led the fight against Russia, right? Yeah, on in that the Cold front, war. yes. Right, yeah. Um, the the Lech Lewenza was like this big like freedom fighter against the communist party. And then there was the Taliban too. Well, or yeah, them too. Whatever the former Yes. So but symbolically symbolically Poland does it's... have a place in the fight. Well yeah, they are wartime friends. Yes. They're war buddies. For a long time Europe was getting weary of Poland's warnings about Russia, but as it turned out, they were right. Poland has been the loudest advocate for price caps on Russian oil. Harsher sanctions against its economy and advanced West Western weaponry to help Kiev push Moscow's force out of the country. Now, them being the loudest advocate for price caps and sanctions on Russian oil and ex imports and shit. As of recently as February 10th, Poland is still getting 10% of its oil from Russia. Huh. Now, how does that work? Them being the loudest advocates for <laughs> for price caps. ending 
trade with Russia and yeah. like economically ru- economically ruining Russia, but they're still getting ten percent of their oil from Russia. Well, it must make you think that they got some kind of incentive to make that kind of deal. Well, do you know what their reasoning is for it? You know what they they blamed it on? What's that? Uh, the EU has not placed an embargo on their oil yet, so oh. the EU has EU has not made it so we can't. So we still are, do. I guess. Yes, I, I guess that makes as much sense as anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess. So uh, I feel like there's maybe a little bit of playing both sides in this. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, at least get it. Not even playing both sides, just getting theirs and all of right. this. Yeah. And that's what all this is about. Poland is interested in Poland. Again, yes. na- yeah. highly nationalistic Absolutely. state. Yes. So obviously their yes. interest is themselves. Right. So if, if it doesn't economically make sense for Poland to completely cut off all yes. of Russia's oil, then they're not going to do it, even right. if it means uh, still kind of somewhat supporting Russia in this whole incursion that they are so much against. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Obviously, they're still financially supporting Russia in a way. So, yeah. do you think, like, shouldn't we take kind of the, the George Bush stance against uh, Poland and be like, if you're not for us, you're you're one of them or whatever yeah, well, he said. That was George Bush. This is Joe Biden. Uh, that, <laughs> Joe Biden's true. like, sure, sure, we'll get you more troops. Well, Joe Biden was the one that kept Nord Stream 2 open to begin with, like sanctioned right. Nord Stream 2 to begin Until with. Until he blew it up. Uh, it says, Poland has also registered some 1.5 million Ukrainians for temporary protection, a third more than Germany, which is the second most affected country by the uh, refugee crisis. Now, after Warsaw helped get Germany to agree to send Leopard 2 tanks following weeks of pressure, Polish officials are urging the U.S. and European allies to jointly supply Ukraine with F-16 fighters, um, an advisor to Polish national security said. Poland is an important defender of NATO's eastern flank, said Mr. Zybertowicz, adding that Poland's forward position means it must act more boldly than other European allies, such as Germany. Poland has struck out on its own after decades of following currents within the EU because it now understands that following others in Europe is dangerous not only for Poland's prosperity, but it's also very existence. So Poland wants to be the next Israel. Poland wants, <laughs> yeah, wants to be the next big dog in, yeah. on the block. And so they're uh, like, you can keep your troops and, and weapons here, yeah. and we'll make sure nobody gets into the EU. <laughs> yes, Indeed. That's exactly uh that's exactly what's going on. And yeah. this other article, I'm not gonna keep just reading, but there's a lot of stuff. Uh but this one is titled Poland is leading the way in Europe's response to the Russian invasion of oh, Ukraine. Poland is blown up. Yeah, they I mean they're the big dogs on the block. And it's interesting again, because a few months ago everybody yeah. was against Poland. Now yeah. all of a sudden Poland's the guy. Poland's the guy. Yeah. And it makes me part of it makes me wonder is Poland like cozying up to the US to kind of stick it to the EU? Right. Because the US yeah. and the EU haven't always been on right. great yes. terms. Yes. Especially when it comes to Ukraine. Yes. Remember Victoria Newland? Fuck them. Right. <laughs> well, they they've always kind of been a uh, like we don't quite align with the EU. Yeah. And um especially after Donald Trump and stuff. Right. Well, Poland very much doesn't align with the EU. Yeah. So Maybe like it's just like, well, I'm just gonna sidestep past the EU and just go straight to the US, and th- yeah, they'll keep right. fucking supporting me. That's true. <clears throat> there, there's, there's that some reasons really to all of this. The EU. Off. There's some reasons to all of this, yeah. and I want to get into it. Okay. Uh, 
This says Germany and the United States have recently made headlines by deciding to uh, send tanks to Ukraine. However, the unsung hero behind this landmark decision was actually Poland. Of course. (laughs) We are majorly kissing Poland's ass. Yeah, right. Polish leaders were instrumental in efforts to persuade Berlin in particular of the need to provide Ukraine with modern tanks. This was the latest example of Polish leadership over the past year as Europe has found itself confronted by the continent's largest armed conflict since World War II. Poland's leading role in the European response to Putin's invasion reflects the country's extensive experience of Russian imperialism in both its Tsarist and Soviet forms. Ever since Poland joined European Union in 2004, politicians in Warsaw have been warning Europe of the growing threat posed by a resurgent and revisionist Russia. Hmm. Um, so here, this is this one was interesting to me. So Poland is like kind of shitting on germany yeah and they have been for years they don't they're they're not big fans of germany no and they were a little bit pissed by the whole Nord Stream 2 thing which was direct line from russia russia to germany because they're like well that's gonna like that's gonna sidestep ukraine and ukraine's gonna lose all this money and blah 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 but which i don't think they give two shits about ukraine but uh poland has has claimed, has basically claimed that this Nord Stream 2, it says, uh, Polish politicians saw this strategic energy infrastructure project as a modern-day successor to the 1939 Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact. Do you know what that was? I do not. That was when the Soviet Union decided to join Nazi Germany uh, okay. to take over the world. Wow. And then the Germans, the Germans were like, Fuck you guys, and basically screwed okay. over the Soviets, and like because Hitler got all paranoid, and then yeah. the Soviet guy was all paranoid, and then they started fight- fighting each other. Okay. But yeah, that was the pact between the Soviet okay. Russia and wow. Nazi Germany. That's a stretch. Uh, Poland is saying yeah. that Nord Stream Two was a modern day version of that. Yeah, but you know I can understand Poland's you know like paranoia because. I mean, they've been caught between those two countries in the past, and it, I mean, it's wreaked havoc on their whole countryside. So I Poland, mean, yeah. Well, yeah, like Poland's been po- like Poland, is, it, yeah, occupied by both Germany, yes. and Russia, and so they see this this opportunity now where they can, you know, again build up their their side of things, and and they can use the United States to do it. Do you think it's a little exaggerating, though, to say the Nord Stream 2 is modern-day Oh, Molotov, without a doubt. Ri- ribbon yes. But that's like <laughs> saying that that when Zelensky said that this is the biggest threat since Nazi Germany, you know, that... Sure. <laughs> like, everything comes yeah, back genocide, to Nazis. genocide, right? Everything I mean, comes yes. back to Nazis, yes. even Nord Stream 2, apparently. Even in, in Europe. <laughs> even though... And Russia. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. We talked about... At the early days of the Ukraine war, we talked about the Nazis in Ukraine. Yes. Didn't those Nazis come from Poland? I believe so. Yes. I believe so, yes. too. I'm not going to say I, that I, I, for I sure. Hope they're, they're, I think they're hoping that no one else notices. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure a Do lot of those. you think that Victoria Nuland was like, hey, you guys got a couple Nazis you can send our way? <laughs> yes. It says they warned that the pipeline allowed Putin to bypass Ukraine's gas transit system and would expose the country to a full-scale invasion while leaving the whole of Europe vulnerable to Russian energy blackmail. <clears throat> now, <laughs> the, the blackmail kind of came from the U.S. when the U.S. decided to blow up the energy uh, that was coming from Russia yes. to Germany. 
Germany chose to ignore the warnings until the eve of Russia's February 22nd attack. <clears throat> All right. Let me uh, find something here. Because uh, it it talks about... Well, it says Polish leadership is helping to fill a geopolitical vacuum created by declining influence of Europe's traditionally dominant foreign policy forces. Now, has there ever been a time when we're talking on the show and we've talked about a country that's come in or a group of people that comes in to fill a vacuum? Has that ever been a good thing? No, no. Has it, has it ever like turned out for the best when, hey, there's this, this big vacuum here. Somebody's going to have to come fill it. Has it ever ended good? No. No, it's always been bad. It's always been a strong man. And uh, yeah, yeah. Says uh, Britain voted to leave the EU in 2016, creating or greatly reducing the UK's ability to shape Europe's response to the Russian threat or reduced their ability to shape Europe as they wanted it to be. Right, yes. And now Poland is trying to be that, that person yeah. to shape Europe okay. in the, the form that they want, in my opinion. That's more of what it is. It says, meanwhile, throughout his reign, Putin has demonstrated an ability to co-opt French and German politicians and businessmen with trade deals, pipelines, and other incentives. It is no coincidence that Russian dictator handpicked Germany and France in 2014 to participate in Normandy format talks to end the war sparked by Russia in eastern Ukraine. Now, now Russia's side of this is the overthrow in Ukraine was a coup, and most of that coup came from Poland. That's Russia's side of it. Okay, but Poland says that Russia was what was the problem in 2014. Right. Okay, <clears throat> so, um. I'm trying to find it because it says somewhere that Poland has provided the most military assistance out of any other country to Ukraine. Hmm. Do you think that's correct? No. No. Why I, don't you think that's correct? Well, because we, we know that can't be correct. We know how much the United States has purportedly given to them Ukraine. Now, now, I now do the question is— are they giving it to Ukraine, or are they funneling it through well, and replacing I, I just, Poland's with their yes, own? Because, I was just going <clears> to <throat> say, yes, I believe that they are using Poland to funnel things through so things are not directly coming from the United States. So we give like a hundred or like $15 billion to in aid to Poland, and they give $15 billion of their aid, yes. or $16 billion of their aid, right. by, but only technically or, give $1 billion yeah. in aid. <laughs> right. But technically— yes. Semantically, uh, they gave more because yes. of semantics. And know. and they gave all these Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine, but then they got all new Leopard 2 tanks. Well, yeah. Right? Well, yeah, then that's been kind of like they've been pushing, <clears throat> like it says, they're pushing uh, the U.S. and Germany to send F-16s. Right. Now, now Poland has kind of hinted around that I kind of want to send our tanks in F-16s but we're only going to do so if the U.S. agrees, because these were F-16s given yeah. to them by the U.S. Right. to start with. And they're like, yeah, we kind of want to give our F-16s to Ukraine. But we're only going to do that if you if have a steady more, yeah. supply of brand new F-16s. Yeah. So there's, so you, you can imagine when Zelensky's like, well, I really want jets. And Poland's like, yes, yes. Dude, we are really blowing up the mics tonight. I don't know what's going on we're here. We're excited by this war. I guess so. This this war. Because, makes... yes, Poland gives up their old jets. They get all new jets. Right. 
And the scary thing with that is, like, everybody's propping up Poland. Like, they're just this, like, out of the goodness of their hearts, we want to help. We want to help out Ukraine. You know, we we want to stand up for democracy. But in reality, it's just we just want new shit. Yeah, it's like yeah. somebody uh, donating stuff to Goodwill so they have room for yes more well, new shit. But but you're like, oh, you're you're such a generous person for giving away all your all your stuff. It's like, yeah, but I'm just uh, well, doing it to get see, new shit. What this what the Ukraine Russian war really really highlights is the fact that war. It's a racket. It's a racket, and everybody wants theirs. Everybody wants their peace. Everybody yes. wants their peace. Everybody wants to make a profit. They want new weapons. They want army. They want planes. They want tanks. They want to make billions of dollars. They want new yachts. They want new mansions. And so everybody is using this to get their piece theirs. of the pie. Yeah, and Poland just happens to be right there. Yes. So they could easily set up their own hub. Yes. Be like, hey, we want to be the the go like the the funnel. Yeah. It's kind of like what we. There was like rumors that FTX was for the crypto, right. like funneling to uh, Ukraine. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all going through FTX, and then that turned out to be a massive money fraud. Right. And it's like if that actually was a thing, all of the money funneling through that they're just like, oh, we're just going to streamline. Anytime one entity is like, we just want to streamline this all to make things easier for all y'all. It's only for their own benefit. That's what it is. And so when Ukraine comes out, or not Ukraine, Poland comes out, and they're like, we want to be the hub to streamline um, services and goods and money and uh, all the military aid that's going into Ukraine. They just, they're somehow getting their piece of it, one way or another. Like, how, how much of that shit is tracked? Like, that. I mean, we talked about... None of it. Six months ago, where it's just like 90% of the shit's not even making it to the front lines. Well, how much of that is getting bottled up in Ukraine? Because streamline sounds like bottleneck to me, which is where things can easily get bottlenecked up, like stopped up and like, well... Well, we're trying to streamline this stuff, but things are getting backed up, like shipping's in. So we got this stuff stashed here. It, it's going to get there eventually, but we got to have the supply routes to get it there. And in the meantime, they're just borrowing tanks and taking them out for joy rides, and F-16s are flying around and, and shit and being the, sold to the black market. The more we talk about this, do you get the impression that they're setting up Ukraine to be kind of like Leonidas and, and his Spartans, right? Like, they're the army that's holding the communists in place, those 300 guys that are about to get slaughtered. Absolutely. A- and then yes. everybody's going to sing songs about them. <laughs> yes, I, I think that's all it is, is just to... Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, but They're basically there to get mowed over. Yeah, they're going to get mowed over, and then, and I'm sure you'll talk about here shortly, that someone's got to be there to pick up the pieces. Right? Yeah, I mean, it, when Ukraine gets mowed over, inevitably, as they yeah. will... Because we're just going to sit here and keep poking the bear. Right. And Ukraine just sits between the two. And they got this freaking stripper guy that thinks he's a president. Yeah. Um, that's like, with, we're with strong. And bright. He thinks he's fucking. Uh, yeah. um, he thinks that he, he's the, the, the great hero that everybody's holding. The 300 up. guy. Yeah, right? Leonidas. Yes. He thinks he's that guy and he's going to lead him to, yeah. to victory. And we're just like, yes, you, yeah, you him, are. Got you back. got this. Yep. But in reality, they know. Russia's going to mow over Ukraine. They're going to probably have a con- some sort of conflict. Or th- what, what's going to happen is 
they're gonna come up with some deal. It's just like, yeah. look, we won't attack you. Let's make some sort of deal. Let's let's just rearrange this a little bit. Yeah. Take 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 like kind of restructure everything. You take yeah. a little bit, we'll take a little bit. With kind of like with yeah. Berlin, right? It's like yeah, Germany fell. Everybody just divided up the pieces. Right. Ukraine falls. Let's see. Like, let's right. let's all just get our piece. And who do you think wants a piece of that pie? Uh, Poland. Poland is right fucking yes. there. And part of Ukraine used to be Poland. Poland. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm gonna get there though. I know. I know. Jumping I wanna, ahead. I didn't want to jump ahead, but it came just was in my head. So uh, we're gonna run out of time. So I gotta go quick now. Why is everybody again? Why is everybody on <laughs> Poland's? Jock right now, again, when six months ago, everybody was kind of against the nationalistic uh, Poland because yeah. their political party is like literally called the Law and Order Party or some something weird like that. It's right. like something very Trumpian. Um, it's like, yeah, we are the Law and Order Party of Poland. And it's just like, dude, where did the Trump accent come from? <laughs> you're you're Polish. Uh, Right. Derek Ambrose says, this is Ukraine, and kicks some Russian conscript back into a shit field I, I want to see that. Yes, that would be the movie I would pay to go see. Now, at this very time, as as recently as February 15th, so like a week, a week ago, ago, the EU was suing Poland over violations of EU law because Poland's like, you know, your law doesn't really kind of line up with our constitution, so we're— we're going to abide to our constitution more than your law. And it had something to do with like the judiciary system. Like okay. some judges were fired or something and the EU was like, "Well, they're not getting proper like trial by whatever according to EU law, so we're right. suing your ass." And that just happened, like I said, 2 weeks ago. Yet here we are in Poland is like the the front runner for because they're the going Ukraine through the war. United States instead of the EU. Right. Now, at what point like do you what do you think the EU's take is on Poland kind of sidestepping I think them? They're pissed. <laughs> well, the EU is like that middle management that yeah. thinks they're right. The yeah. top dog. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to yeah come in on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it says uh, the European Commission sued Poland on Wednesday in EU's top court over violations of EU law. It sounds like a fake made up court, right? By the Polish Constitutional Tribunal and its case law, <clears throat> the commission said in a statement, the lawsuit is part of a wider clash between the EU and the Eurosceptic and nationalist government that has been running Poland since 2015 over rule of law, which has already resulted in the suspension of EU funds for Warsaw. Mm. Now that, this whole thing, I don't give two shits about the EU suing right. Poland. Right. I do care about the result being the suspension of EU funds in Warsaw back in like 2015. Right. Poland's not getting this money coming in from the war from the EU, so they're probably hurting a little bit. Yeah. How do they make that money back? They become the funnel for wartime <laughs> treasures, I guess. Yeah. Wartime uh, goods and services, like the the military aid coming through, like. It's like, well, we're not getting our money from here, so let's be the military hub because, again, war is a racket. Right. And Poland is a racketeer at this mm -hmm. point. And so I, I feel like that part right there, yeah. that the suspension of the EU funds, is a big reason why uh, Poland is like really yeah. hard pushing this war. And that's why yeah. for years now they're like, Russia's going to do it. Russia's going to do it. we got to do something about this. Russia's going to do it. I, 
apparently they were kind of like Great Britain being mm-hmm. like the right. look, look, they're gonna do it. We would know. Uh, we've been at war, kind of war, war against Russia for centuries. We would know, and we can see clearly the writing on the walls, yeah. and they're gonna do it. So. Uh, we want to back Ukraine here because they're going to attack Ukraine. Uh, we just want to support you, our, our brothers here, Ukraine. Even though Poland and Ukraine's never really been all that close either. Right. But all of a sudden now they're really good buddies. Yeah, right. Why yeah. do you think that is? <laughs> it's like, I want my money too. So I uh, another thing that was really interesting to me is apparently the EU had legal action against Poland because there was anti-LGBT zones in Poland where they're like, you know, um, there's no gays allowed here, pretty huh. much. And the EU is like, you're not going to do that because that doesn't really fit our EU model. Yeah, like that's not inclusionary and whatever. Yeah. Whatever the word is. Apparently, just a couple weeks ago, the EU quietly ended that legal action against Poland. Hmm. Didn't tell anybody. They're just like, yeah, we're just not going to pursue this anymore. Wow. Convenient, yeah. coincidental. Yeah, a little, a little. Like just weeks before uh, this big symbolic moment where Joe Biden goes and yeah. and then remember that article like a couple articles ago where it's just like Poland has cut, has become this hero in this right. Ukraine war and now everybody's like, look how great Poland right. is in yeah. all of this and it, yeah, everybody forgets the fucking EU hated Poland yes. two weeks ago. Yes. And then all of a sudden, quietly, they're like, well, we can't have this stain on mm-hmm. Poland because we're going to start propping Poland yeah. up to be a bigger thing. It's, yeah. So I, I wonder if, like, U.S. diplomats of some sort yeah. gave, rang up the EU. It's like, you know, you got to make this go yeah, away. Right. You need you, to drop this. You know, uh, we're using Poland. We don't care what you think of Poland. Right. We're using it because they got the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we kind of need the Nazis. We yeah. don't want to send our... Be the ones to send Nazis. Yes, it we, worked we like really good in 2014. Yeah, like you saw how Ukraine became this pro-Western Europe thing. That that's yeah. big thanks to Poland's Nazis. Right. So if you if you want the constant flow of Poland's Nazis, you got to get rid of this yeah. this legal action you have against them right now. It's just interesting how things just kind of work out. Yeah. Right. right <laughs> it's right. like yeah, they're bad. They're they're law and order, they're nationalistic, then all of a sudden you have articles that's just like praise Poland. Yeah. They're right. I mean, this isn't the first time either. Like No, it happens all the time. Poland holds themselves up basically as the Jesus of the Holocaust. <laughs> like literally. They're like, Yeah, yeah uh, all the stuff we did to to like be- help the Jews during the Holocaust, like we yeah. we understand what you guys went through because yeah. you know, Germany invaded Poland, right? right and they, yeah. They even go as far to say as Nazis killed six million Polish Jews. Like, how does that work? Hmm. Like, six million. I'm not gonna do the things that get you kicked off of off of YouTube. Yeah, I'm just questioning Poland on this. I'm not right. questioning any of the rest of the narrative. Just to point right. that out. Yeah. Um, Poland says six million Polish Jews were killed, but six million. Total European Jews were killed. That math just does not add up for Poland. <laughs> right. I'm not sure how that works, but because, like you said, they they like to be that that spotlight, right? Do you know who doesn't as much as another nation doesn't like you questioning the official like World War II narrative? Hmm. Poland. Hmm. Poland made it a crime punishable by three years to 
suggest that Poland was anyway responsible for the Holocaust. Even though even though there was Polish people before Germany even thought about invading Poland, yeah. there was Polish people that rounded up and murdered like rounded up put stuck like 300 Jews in a barn and lit it on fire. Polish people. Mm-hmm. Not under any Nazi influence, just right. just did just it. Just for the hell of it. Um even just saying the Polish death camps because where was Auschwitz at? Poland. Yes. So just calling it a Polish death yeah. camp could get you a couple of years ago in jail for three years. Wow. Even though you're not saying, hey, this was Poland that did it. It just happened to be in Poland. Right. Calling it a Polish death camp would have got you in jail for three years. Huh. So Poland has kind of been whitewashing their their role in, yeah. in World War II. Yes, they were kind of victims in it. But yes, I feel like they were kind of well, they, perpetrators of it as well. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're ones that kind of rolled over because, again, looking after their own interests, self-interest. Well, didn't it, Germany pretty much... Take over Poland without any well, shots, basically fired. I mean, they. I mean, they had horses. It just like rolled in, and it was just like, here we are. And yeah. They're like, oh, and they're like, Wait, all right, they're here. We're we're coming at you with their horses, and and then they lost, and then they gave up. So, so uh, they <laughs> Poland's pretty much paid played a pretty hefty role in most world conflicts, and uh, they just. Yeah. I think they like to be. They like to put themselves in the center of it. Well, well I they think kind of are in the center of I think of they've it. learned their lessons, you know, and, and they're like, no, we're getting ours this time. So uh, what is, like, what is Poland's interest in all of this? We we keep asking the question. I keep yeah. saying they, they have plenty to gain from this. What yeah. do you think, without going into it, what is Poland's interest in all of this? Because we're going to run out of time, yeah. and I still got to get to the juicy stuff. I, I, I think they want Ukraine. All of it, or do you think they want parts of it? You I think, I think they, they want a good. I want. I think they want a good piece of it. You think they physically want Ukraine, or you think they want like no some I, sort of influ- like major influential role in there? Maybe the way the United States has. In, maybe influence in the way it's being built, but I definitely think that they want. Do you think they have territorial aspirations? I do. In this? Yes? I do. Yes. Um. I. I think. I initially. I th- thought. They just want the money. Yeah. So, there's. It, my initial thought was massive money laundering going through this yeah. because, again, whenever <clears throat> you get somebody that's like, we just want to be the go-to guy, yeah, money laundering. It just yeah. screams money laundering in a yeah. wartime scenario. I, I, I think they want to take point to help rebuild Ukraine after it is totally def- devastated. Well, yeah, because they'll recreate it in the shape they want it to of be. Of course. Uh, right off the uh, U.S. playbook. Yeah. Now, while I— said that the EU was suing Poland. They also are setting up this Resk EU energy hub in Poland. It's horrible. Yes. Resk EU. Ugh. The EU hub will allow international partners and private sectors to help channel their donations while also fully financing the transport of supplies from the hub to Ukraine. The hub is being used to deliver power generators to Ukraine. helping. So it's all just about generators, and, right. and that, that's all this hub is. is like energy crisis in Ukraine. Right. Yeah. No, no, this is like a major laundering hub is absolutely. what this is. Yes. It absolutely is. Um, that's what I think. Um but I find it interesting that they would set that up in Poland as they are also suing Poland. Right, yeah. Like, if right. they had that big a problem with it, it's like, you'd think they'd find somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but that brings me to the money money laundering money laundering part. I don't know what this website is. It's strategicculture.org, but Facebook hates the fuck out of it. Oh, well, because that means it's a good one. <laughs> I could not send this over Messenger to save my life. Huh. 
Like I had to like put spaces, like several spaces in the address to send it to myself from my phone. Hmm. Um, because they kept saying, oh, you can't send that. <laughs> so it, it's not like .ru or anything, like rush, like right. blatantly Russian or anything, but apparently they fucking hate this, which is why I'm going to read it. <laughs> uh, it's titled, Ukraine's Massive Money Laundering Scam. I just want to focus on one part, the Poland part. Because it says Poland is doing to Zelensky... To Zelensky's Ukraine, what Dutch multinationals and other predators did to Greece, to which we'll, we will shortly return. To fund Zelensky's war, Polish companies are snapping up Ukraine's farms and produce with discounts of up to 80% and more. Hmm. Though the Polish Investment and Trade Agency are providing production workshops in Poland for Zelensky loyalists to continue their business in a time of war, the reality is that Polish companies are not only colonizing western Ukraine but causing capital flight by allowing Ukrainian companies to set up shop in Poland with the same rights and lack of restriction Poles have. Hmm. Ukrainians given the choice of setting up in Poland or staying in cash-strapped, missile-prone Ukraine are voting with their feet and moving in mass to Polish motherland, whose entrepreneurs are buying up Galatia's farms and other resources at knockdown prices. Wow. So it's interesting to me because yeah. we hear of all these like troves of dis like displaced uh, migrants coming from Ukraine into Poland. Right. Well, it sounds almost like Poland's like, yeah. Come on, guys. Come yeah. here. Bring your business with you. We'll yeah. let you set up your business here. You can operate here. You don't want to do business over there right. where, uh, there, you know, there's missiles and shit. Right. Like, your company could get blown up. Just just bring your company here, and you can yeah. set it up here. Oh, and uh, that space there. Uh, all you have to do to set it up here is give us that territory that you have there is what, yeah. is what this article is saying. Right, I right. don't know how true this is, yeah. but that's at least what this article yeah. is saying. And, and that makes total sense to me. So, in... And an article called Ukraine's Massive Money Laundering Scam comes this tiny little section that they don't focus too much on of Poland, like, basically bankrupting Ukraine's economy by kind of bringing everybody into Poland. It's like, well, yeah. why stay there when you can come here and be part of us? Well, then when when that's all over, we'll all just share Ukraine together. Right. what it sounds yeah. like. Yes. yeah. Um, and then, like, the money that goes along with it, and then the buying up farmland at, like, nickels on the dollar, yeah. like, up to 80% discount for, for land. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts just on that little section? Because it's got to be something because yeah. Facebook won't let me send right. it. Right. No, I, I mean, I, I can see that. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and that's something that I'm sure was set up with the United States' approval. Being like, yeah, do it, man. Yeah. I I think that this is fully sanctioned. Absolutely, like, it's just like yeah, we'll uh, we'll just uh, rebuild this thing, yeah. and you, you you can do all the dirty you get work. On the ground floor. Yeah, you could do the dirty work, yeah. and you'll get like first like prime choice yes. piece of land there, and then whatever's left, we'll just come sweep in and take. Yeah. Yeah. And the the thing is this: this is the scary part, and I just thought of this. Poland is what national super nationalistic. What do we tend to do when we allow a super nationalistic country go and wreak havoc and like take over a bunch, do, do something and take over? What do we usually do on the back end of that? Well, we usually. We usually go fucking kill them. Well, yeah. And say well, they're, they are now say, the next threat to. I, I, I was thinking genocide. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, remember <laughs> remember Serbia yeah. and Bosnia? Right. Right? I mean, huge civil war. Ethnic cleansing. Yeah. Right? Well, like, how many people have we put in place and then turn around and be like, that guy sucks. We got to take him out. And then we just, like, have a presence there. That's, yeah. like, like we are giving, seem, seemingly giving Poland this blessing. By Biden yeah. making this trip to Poland and being like, we got your back, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're giving them the blessing to continue being as shitty as they are, encroaching on Ukrainian space, which is what they're saying Russia is doing. But in retaliation to that, Poland is encroaching on Ukraine. So we're just squeezing Ukraine a little more under the under the table. But but remember, Poland's also like, hey, United States, we'd really like you guys to come stay over here, you know, and, and, you know, bring all your friends because, you know, we, we want we want your presence here. But it's telling that. The EU has all this stuff against Poland, and they're yeah. putting it on hold right now. They're putting it on hold. Because the United States It's not going to go away. No. No, what's going to happen is Poland's going to finish off this war with mm-hmm. their Nazis, which we can't say. Um, and then all this shit's going to come back out. It's like, did you know that Poland's a bunch of fucking Nazis? We got to get rid of this this yeah. super nationalistic guy. Yeah. And then now we have... Now, what Poland did to Ukraine, basically... It's like, yeah, I got your back, bro. I got your back. Yeah. And the whole time, right. it's just like, take them the fuck yeah. out. Uh, we're, we, the West will basically probably yeah. do that to Poland. Absolutely, yeah. We got because that's because, what happened. Yeah. Wow. We just found out about all this war profiteering and war crimes that Poland was involved in. Right. Now we got to move in and take over. Yeah. Just kind of look how we were with with the Soviet Union yeah. during World War Two. It's like, yeah. yeah, we're in this together, guys. And right. then all of a sudden, Nazi Germany t- gets down. It's like, all right, now you, you're next. Yeah. It's like. Whoa! I we did the we did the yeah, the dirty I, I, work I, I, here together. Yeah, we we lost millions. Yeah, we did the dirty work to end this threat, and it's like, well, now you're the fucking threat. Right. We we gotta have a threat. <clears throat> so last thing I have before we go, just to kind of stay on topic here, is this article that I found, and again, I don't know how reliable this is, yeah. but it says, I th- I think this one is Russia media because Russia. No I didn't know this, has been accusing Poland of attempting to annex, or starting to annex yeah. parts of Ukraine already, as we know okay. it. And, like, have, had you heard anything about this? Just when we talked a couple weeks ago yeah, about Yeah, and I forgot not about completely it. about that. Yeah, no, that's okay. Uh, so this says Poland begins qu- the quiet annexation of Ukraine. See, that's where Poland did it better than Russia, because oh, Russia yeah. did it loudly. Russia doesn't do anything quietly. And Poland is quietly annexing Ukraine with West with the West uh, consent says Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is participating in this process. So they're saying Moscow saying <clears throat> Zelensky's in on this. Would you believe Zelensky's a puppet in all in this whole thing? Yeah, I yeah. can see that. I mean, cherry blossom hair <laughs> says Poland, having reached an agreement with Western countries, is trying to quietly annex the Western part of Ukraine. Head of the Lugansk People's Republic mission in Moscow, Rodion Marinshnik, told TASS on Saturday. <clears throat> Poland is quietly trying to annex Ukraine's western part, and undoubtedly there is an agreement with the West with regard to this. According to him, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is participating. Earlier, the diplomat asserted that Poland has already made plans and certain secret agreements on the future fate of Ukraine's western part. In April, Russia's former or Foreign Intelligence Service chief Sergei Narishkin 
said that according to the agency's data, Washington and Warsaw were working on plans of Poland's establish, establishing close military and political control over its its historic lands in Ukraine. So that that that's all it says about this, mm. and that's just again just coming from Russian media. Right, right, right. So could be propaganda. Yeah, yeah. But based on other things we've read and other things mm-hmm. we speculate, and the question that we have: What does Poland have to gain in all of this besides massive money laundering? Right. Yeah. There is the potential that they could be yeah. going the same route as Russia and being like, "Well, you say that's your land; we say it's our land. Right. Yeah. We want we want parts of it back too." So, yeah. uh, let's, but they're doing it in much more philanthropical ways where right. it's just like, well, we'll just take in all the refugees and their well, business they, they and from the we'll States. give them money for their farmlands and yeah. then right. they just own chunks of Ukraine yeah. because they bought right. chunks we, we of We have Ukraine. 40% of their population. We have, you know, 40% of their land. You know, we have a lot of Nazis. They have a lot of Nazis. <laughs> yeah, so right. They we, have a lot of our Nazis. <laughs> I don't know. Well, like, what are your thoughts on all this? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, again, the fact that, that you know, Poland has been kind of quiet, and then all of a sudden the last, you know, couple of weeks, they just, you know, blown up. I mean, it definitely is like something there. The the heroes in all yeah. of this. Poland's this great hero. Yeah. Biden's going to visit Poland, of all places, mm-hmm. and which I get is, like, kind of right there, but right. still. Well, but again, Poland is spreading their legs for the United States, you know. I mean— Try, you know, telling them, you know, we want your troops, we want your your weapons and stuff. You know, set up shop here. Yeah, you know, we'll be the 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 hub. Yeah, yeah. we'll be We're, the central yeah. hub. We'll streamline yeah. things to get things there, yeah. and they can use it to pretty much advance whatever they yeah. want. Yeah. So the United States tells the EU, look, back off. Poland's taking point on this, right? So we've kind of said quite a bit before like who has the most to lose in this entire war it's obviously clearly ukraine right like ukraine at the end of the day 99 percent chance it's not going to exist i mean look at it i mean Zelensky's sitting there and he's like yeah and i need uh 500 billion to take care of utilities and i want tanks and i want jets and and they're like yeah okay sure man we got you we got you whatever you need you just keep doing what you're doing you're doing great Right. Right. Uh, well, yeah, we kind of before the war even started, it was kind of like we were like pushing them in it. Yeah. And there, there's pressure on both sides. And we said then it's just going to end up running over Ukraine, which right. if we weren't sending the billions of dollars, like they keep saying how, well, Ukraine's been strong and all this. And they've held up their they, they've done it on their own. It's like now they fucking have not We no. sent them right. like a hundred, like yeah. 20 billion dollars yeah. or whatever. I, I could eight. do it with what they've sent. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> So, ninety-nine percent chance, I think, that Ukraine gets wiped out off the map. Absolutely. So then it's left to either NATO or Russia owning that territory. And what do you think the West wants more? They want they would rather Poland right. own the largest chunks of yeah. Ukraine and all the resource natural resources that come in Ukraine yeah. and all the the like the trade routes, mm-hmm. all the. Uh, Access to like the Black Sea and the the Baltic Sea and shit like that. Absolutely. Um, th- obviously, NATO is going to want the bigger piece of that. Like, no talk of bringing Ukraine into NATO because there's not a very good chance that 
Ukraine's going to exist in the next year right. or so. Yeah. So it's just like, well, so let's just give up on the talks of bringing Ukraine to NATO. Let's just bring NATO into Ukraine instead. Right. Uh, Poland, you're right there. Uh, yeah. That was that you actually have kind of the birthright to that place, don't you? That's your historical lands. I mean, maybe let's maybe they're the ones that have the most to gain in all this. And we've kind of overlooked that this for this whole last year. Right. And now all of a sudden Poland's like, we're here, guys. We're the big dogs. Yeah, maybe that's what Poland thought was going to happen back in 2014 right. when they sent all their Nazis the first time. Yeah. It's like, look, Newland, Victoria Newland, you promised that when we sent our Nazis in, and Newland was like, look, we're pay- we're playing the long game here. Yeah, right. We can't just <clears throat> we can't just let Ukraine just be completely wiped out imme- yeah. like the first time. We gotta we gotta have this yeah. an ongoing thing to be like, look, we told you that Russia was gonna wipe right. out Ukraine. Yeah. Even though Russia's like, we just want this little piece right yeah. here. This was right. ours and the people there like us. Yeah. And now Poland's like, well the people here like us and the West is like, Yeah, you yeah. got you got a point there. Right. You got a point. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and and we'll keep NATO interest, right? Right. So I don't know. Uh do you think do you think this is a likely scenario that poland just wants I, literally I, a chunk of yeah, ukraine I, I do i i think that poland is is i mean they're looking out for themselves right they've learned their lessons they've gotten their ass kicked up and down and they want their they want their piece of the pie and so yes i think i think poland wants some land and they want some resources and they want uh they want to pull u.s well the the thing is this like i feel like the U.S. always wants their piece in a way that they want control of how it kind of is yes. restructured yeah. to benefit the U.S. The U.S. had never been like, this land is my land. I right. mean, they colonize without literally colonizing because right. it's cheaper on us Absolutely. that way. Yes. I mean, we still spend billions, but we don't have to. We don't have yeah. to be responsible for the upkeep, I guess. Exactly. But we still colonize it. Like, it sounds like, because my first thought was Poland wants a piece of this in a way like they want kind of a controlling interest, the way right. the U.S. colonizes. Yeah. But reading shit like this yeah. sounds more like Poland literally wants a piece of this. Yeah. They want their fucking land. They want yeah. their land back. Yeah. They, they want their they want their buffer zone. Yeah. To, from from Russia. Yeah. And that was Ukraine this whole time has yeah. been the buffer zone. Well, if Ukraine goes away, then we yeah. still want that buffer zone. We, right. just, we just want it all to exactly. us. We don't care. I don't think Ukraine cares oh. as much as they're yeah. making it out to be that we're, we we just yeah. we just want ukraine to succeed yeah. and and we have this this new fighting force straight from ukraine and we have this whole new military that we've gotten from the united states <laughs> yeah yeah uh, we'll keep providing all of our weapons yeah. to ukraine we, which happened to come from the u.s to begin with yeah, exactly but you gotta replenish those exactly out of the goodness of our heart we're going to give your weapons and and in the united states all we want is basically what you give to israel and we'll make sure there's peace in the the whole area is it i don't know it's kind of do you is do you think this happens do you think it ends this way boy because i think there would have to be there would have to be a freaking world war for that to happen yeah, I would think so. And I I feel Bo- like borders don't shift like that unless yes, I agree, unless there's a world war. Do the Ukrainians just roll over on it? It's like, well, Poland promised us all this shit. So I mean they seem to already according yeah. to TASS, whatever that is, Russian news agency, um, it seems like they're already doing this. It's like, yeah, uh, we'd rather I, you pay us 
and we'll come there and live happily in rich Poland versus, well, richer Poland, I guess, rather than well, get bombed but, over but here. But look at, again, Zelensky thinks he's the golden boy, right? He's getting everything he asked for. He's showing up at the Grammys. I mean, he, you know, he thinks he is the, the pinnacle of democracy. The problem is with Zelensky is Zelensky has not been given the final page of the script. Right. The final page of the script. Like, when you think of, like, Game of Thrones or, uh, like, like shows where... Um, the twist. Yeah, there's always the twist where, like, yeah. a main character yeah. dies. Right. A lot of times you find out that that person's like, yeah. I didn't even know I was leaving the show until right. we, like, literally sat down and recorded yeah. that episode, and I was devastated. Zelensky has not been given the final page of the script right. because Zelensky is the biggest one of the biggest pawns in all of this. Oh, absolutely. Zelensky is not going to make it out of this no. life. I don't think. I don't think so either. I, I honestly don't think Zelensky survives this. No. Um, Joe Biden, I think, is equally a pawn. I think they would throw him into Ukraine to hope that that yeah. would spark a world right. war if they tried to assassinate yeah. him. I do. Uh, but they, then they you got pro- bit the like Poland wants to be one of the big players absolutely. in all of this. They yeah. always have been. Yes. Wanted to be. Yes. They've always like duked it out with Russia. It's like, yeah. no, this is my land, this is your land. Yeah. Um they want to be Yeah. The next like Great Britain or whatever, mm. the next colonizer. Yeah. Yeah. That they, they just want they're like they have asp- they're they have high aspirations of being one of the powers in, in the yeah. block there. Yeah. And, I mean, they're right there, so... Yeah. And you can tell, I mean, they're standing up to the EU and be like, look, that's not the way we're going to do things. That means that they know they got somebody that has their back that they don't have to rely on the EU, right? You're going to take our money? That's okay. These guys over here said they'd give us money. Yeah. I am. If they don't give us money, they'll just give us their planes. Right. And we'll just sell them. Yeah. The Taliban. Um, does... So so we're kind of in agreement that this is probably a likely scenario, that yeah. um, Poland doesn't care about Ukraine they want to restructure Ukraine absolutely do you think that after that all happens Poland itself will get restructured down the line <laughs> I, I can see that yeah and I think they're setting themselves up for it I, I think so too I don't yeah. think Poland is what they think they are no, no. just like Zelensky's not what he thinks right. he is I don't think Poland has read the end of the script either. no no so. they, no no anything uh, you, you got any final thoughts on all of this <laughs> It it hasn't gone the way I thought. <laughs> Never does. So many plot twists. There is. There is. Yeah. Like this episode or the war. The the war. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? One year into it, and I know we just did yeah. a, a show kind of revisiting yeah. a war. One year into it, looking at today, like a lot's happened today. Yeah. A yeah. lot's happened right. just in the last two days. I'm like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Right. Right. Yeah. I didn't see him. I mean. I can see him going to Ukraine, but just the fact that he covertly snuck in, yeah. Biden covertly stuck. You know, the funny thing is, <laughs> this whole show was Biden going to Europe, and we talked less about Biden yeah. and more but about Europe. But that's the less interesting part. <laughs> what do you think? I, I guess final thoughts on what what is Biden going to say in Poland? Because we've talked about Poland, yeah. and we talked about I, Biden, I, I, but we think, haven't talked about him together. I, I think he's going to pass the torch to Poland. You think so? And be like, look, you know, the, you, we trust you guys. You got this. You know, you've done a great job of taking the lead. We're going to keep making sure that you facilitate where the arms and the money goes for Ukraine. Just giving Poland the blessing. But yeah. Not yeah. For Nazis to be Nazis. Yep. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Duda, you're doing a great job, man. Just keep doing what you're doing. Right. I Probably. I think this this is something big. Yeah. 
Yeah. We don't know what it is yet, but I think this visit, like, just like the, I think the visit to Ukraine, like you were saying, I think that was just a ruse. Yeah. yeah sure, historic, symbolic, whatever. Yeah. I think there is more about his visit to Poland. That Definitely. is symbolically something more yeah. than what they're wanting us to, be, and, and, leading us on to believe. And maybe this, was, he also had to go massage Zelensky a little bit. Maybe Zelensky was a little getting a little nervous. Yeah. Was like, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm rethinking this, guys. I'm not sure that I really want, and so Biden goes, he's like, hey, we got your back, we got man. this. It's okay. Yeah, he's like the... <laughs> what are you putting your hair? Yeah, this is really soft. <laughs> He's like uh, the pitching coach that comes out and puts his hand yeah, on the shoulder. Right, yeah. It's like you know, you got this. Just yeah. you gotta just cool yeah. off a little. Yeah, it's like, like playing catch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, baseball season's coming up. I know that's the biggest news. <laughs> I, I was gonna give you that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think. St- we need to pay attention to what's going on in Poland because yeah. I think that's something symbolic there. Yeah. I think it could be like the handing of the torch moment yeah. or the passing the blessing moment or even just like the start of a NATO sort of response type. Yeah. So, something's going on there. I, I think this is a story that's more important than people even realize. And we are like some of the first people actually talking about it right yeah, now. I think so it, it seems to happen a lot. We're like, well, oh, this is interesting. And then like three days later, yeah. people are like, this is a big fucking story. And we're like, yeah, we, we, we talked, talked about, about that. that. And nobody yeah. cared at that point. But now yeah. everybody's talking about it. So now, do you think the media is going to downplay the Polish thing more? Uh, no, I don't. Because you think they're going to say, be like, hey, I think, this is well, I think Poland's going to, well, I think Poland's all of a sudden going to be some sort of hero. Mm. Almost like Zelensky's been in all of this. Right. Like Poland is going to start being propped He's up. He's like more the phase two hero. Is yeah, Poland. Poland will start being propped up more and more. Yeah. Uh, maybe not immediately, mm-hmm. but I think in the next few months we're going to see kind of this ramp up of like some yeah. sort of like Poland narrative. So, so liberals are going to start throwing flying Polish flags. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That is all the time we have for this episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope Joe Biden enjoyed his vacation to Europe. <laughs> I hope, I hope so he too. got some good ice cream. I'm sure. Do he they did. have good ice cream in Poland? You know, I don't know that. I doubt they do in I Ukraine. Doubt they do too. Not in Ukraine. Yeah. Do or they Poland. even have ice in Ukraine right <laughs> Not now? Not anymore. <laughs> Let us know what you think. The comment section is always open. We also have all all sorts of social media that you can like and follow and subscribe to. Um, I like to hang out on the Twitterverse because I get spicier and can troll people more there. But we also have a Facebook forum called the uh, Breaking the Bell Forum. I had to stop and think about that. Um, where you can come, invite yourself in. I'll let you in if you're a person. And uh, we can talk about this stuff. Let us yeah. know what you think. Have you have you considered this Polish angle, the, yeah. the Poland front or whatever? Because I hadn't until I saw yeah. Joe Biden was going to Poland. I'm just like, what the hell's going on in Poland? Yeah. And so I started looking into it. And there's, again, a lot of the juicier stuff that we got to at the end was like Russian-based media or like mm-hmm. some vague site. But it's just like, well, somebody's talking about it. So yeah. There's there, something there, there might be something yeah. there. And, and I wouldn't put it past another European country to be like, you know, they're taking parts of Ukraine. Yeah. Maybe I want parts of Ukraine. Yeah. And I want to get in on the money laundering. And I want to be the big <laughs> big dog on the block. Well, like I said, I mean, they could. They never will. But, I mean, history classes could take this war and, again, show just how much people take advantage of a war. 
and so that's they, they everywhere though. But this is oh, like I know, the biggest but this one. This is the most obvious. Yes, I think. you would think so. Yes, but you still got people with Ukraine flags on their freaking <laughs> right? Twitter pages and yeah. shit. So. Again, find us all over so- social media. You can find us at the handle at Break the Bell Pod. Let us know what you think. Get into some juicy conversations with us. Like, share, and subscribe. Share it across the uh, multiverse because uh, that's how we become famous, and that's what we want to do. So, um, Otherwise, be back here next time, which will probably be tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. is the Two Scoops morning show with me and Dan Smots of the System is Down podcast. Where we wake you up right with some bullshit stories, I guess. Yeah. And Uncomfortable what's... stories, usually. <laughs> Uncomfortable <laughs> stories with Craig and Dan. Yes, mostly. <laughs> um, otherwise, be back here next week. Same time, same channel, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we'll have another good one for you because that's what we do that's around we here. Do. Um, come hang out. Invite your friends because... Uh, the more the merrier. Thanks to everybody who showed up tonight and participated in the comment section. We love you for it. Uh, be back here next time. We'll catch you later. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zelinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.